Welcome uh, to the March 2023 episode of the Stone Gauntlet. I'll be your host, Kenny Crook Irish Kirby. Uh, you may know me from that other podcast I do called Crook and Murder. Uh, go check it out on Spotify. And I am joined today by uh, Jordan Rabble Howell. Hello, Rabble, your anime and manga extraordinaire. I am so I just gave off your full name. Uh, I apologize, okay. dude. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> we can get that edited out. Um, I'm also joined today by Micah Spider Dude. Hello, hello, hello. How's everybody doing? Uh, that's all I. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if if you've listened to the Stone Gauntlet before, you kind of know our formula. Uh, we talk about games, we talk about movies and TV, and then we wrap it up with anime. Uh, Jordan is the anime expert on our team. Uh, movies and TV is covered by Spider Dude because he works in a movie theater. Uh, and I got oh. video games because I don't have a life. And <laughs> this is kind of all I know. Um, so we're going to get it started off uh, with the video game section. First thing I want to talk about is, uh, in my opinion, the biggest news that happened uh, between the last Stone Gauntlet and now is the Nintendo Direct. Um... I have been waiting for a direct like this for the longest time because each time they'll be like, Hey, you know, we're going to do a Nintendo direct show all our upcoming games. And it's like 90% fucking farming simulators. And I'm like, where the goddamn where's Zelda where's Metroid. Um, this Nintendo direct delivered first thing it did. Well, actually technically the last thing it did on the video was shadow drop Metroid prime. Um, you guys may have remembered from my previous uh, fucking episode of the Stone Gauntlet, the my, my wish, wishful thinking, was a shadow drop of Metroid Prime. I was like, I hope this is announced because it's supposed to be in the fucking works for the past six years and Nintendo's just been sitting on it. And it's one of the best games of all time and it's one of my uh, most defining games of my childhood. Um... I have played a bit of it. I haven't fully beat it yet because I got sucked into Bloodborne. <laughs> but but um, the graphics are infinitely better. The frame rate stay, or stays at 60. Uh, it's like they took this old game and just made it far better for the current generation. Uh, and that's why I think Nintendo has a abusive relationship um, where it's like, no, we're not going to give you what you want up until the point where you're about fed up with them. And then they sounds about right. <laughs> can't, can't disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been a little pissed off at, uh, at the whole, like, because everybody's been talking about it, like game informers, Imran Khan, uh, before he left game informer, uh, made mention of them making it. He's like, it's finished. It's sitting in their office. They're just, they're just sitting on it. Um, <laughs> and Nintendo does that because they want to drop it in a time when it's a slow year. Or, mm-hmm. and this seems to be the, uh, the, the kind of mentality of a lot of gaming journalists out there. The Switch is in or entering the end of its console life. So they're trying to give it what it can before it leaves. Uh, 
which would be sad. I hope the next iteration is uh, still handheld, 4K, and we can just transfer all over our games that we already have. You know, that's a. I'm really interested to ask you this. Do you do you really think that they're going? Do you not think they're going to release a new Switch that's just beefier technically, or do you think they're actually going to release a new console? Uh, that depends. I mean, Nintendo released the Wii, and then it released the Wii U. Um, so it has been known to do upgraded consoles in the past. You know, you mm-hmm. go from essentially the N64 to the GameCube. It's the same thing, but better graphics. Uh, I think right now the biggest edge Nintendo has on the current market is that you could pick up your Zelda game and go. You know? Outside of its IPs, which are incredibly strong, uh, they know that, you know, that's one of the selling points of a Switch. I don't think they're just going to discard that. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, um... I don't know. They like I, if they do another console, it's going to be mobile, like the Switch. Like I don't think they're going to go backwards. Like I think like once you've once you've broken that threshold, you don't go back. Right. No. I mean, you, you don't because the 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 Switch is known for its portability. Nobody yeah. talks about the Steam Deck or Microsoft's cloud services like they do a Switch. You know, you're like you can just yeah. take your Switch with you on the road. Um. Although the Steam Deck is powerful in its own right, which is kind of forcing Nintendo to upgrade. I mean, they have to. The biggest thing that I can see Nintendo doing that stresses me uh, is them releasing a new console and being like, "All right, buy new games for it." Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they're gonna do that just yet. It's. It's. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't feel that way. It, it, and that would be. I don't know. That would be crazy. Like, cause this, yeah. I mean, I guess if they did it, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be that surprising. But at the same time, I would not be excited for them to announce a new console. I do not want to buy another console. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't seem that way because that's the age we live in. I mean, there used to be a day when Xbox games wouldn't come over to the console or PlayStation wouldn't, but Xbox started the trend. Uh, PlayStation took up the trend and eventually started doing it after a lot of backlash. Um, but Nintendo has yet to do that. To be like, hey, you know, here's an N64 games, you can play them on your game. I know this is a wild example. Ridiculous, but like if they added a cartridge holder to the GameCube, you know, or if they allowed you to play your GameCube games on the Nintendo Wii. Um, yeah. Which I don't, I still don't think you can. I'd have to double check that. But basically, they've never really had cross-generational games. It's always been, you want to play Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, buy it on this next console. You know? Yeah. You know, I actually think you were able to play your GameCube games on your Wii. You know, I might have to double-check that fact. Um, And I could just be blowing smoke up everyone's asses and, like, gaslighting them. Uh. (sighs) But I might, I might, <laughs> I might look that up during Micah's section. But go on, Micah. It's also jazz lighting, like man, like jazz hands. Yeah. Um, yeah. moving on, Advanced Wars, the game that got displaced by the Ukraine war, now has a release date. Uh, if you're wondering what I meant by that, 
Advanced Wars was supposed to come out last year. Um, but then Putin decided to go invade, like, fucking Ukraine for no goddamn reason. And out of respect for the war, Nintendo withheld the release date of Advanced Wars until this April. Um, and in the previous Direct, they've revealed that the release date will be April 8th. Uh, it's Advanced Wars 1 and 2, capable of online play, made by the people that made Shantae, so it's going to be a good game. The people who made Advanced Wars made Shantae Half-Genie Hero? They didn't make the initial game, but they made the uh, the reboot. So, uh, they're making the remake of Advanced oh, Wars. Oh, they're making... Okay. That's, that's cool. Okay. Shit. Yeah, I actually love Shantae. I think it's like one of the more... Uh, the better platformers out there. Dude, Pirate's Curse is hand down, hands down one of the best platformers. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's easily hilarious. Uh, it's got a lot of platforming sections. You can stare at the beautiful colors <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> yeah, I know. You spent a lot of time on the Egypt level, didn't you? Oh, for um, sure, yeah. They, they accidentally <laughs> got bikinis on them. <laughs> yes. Hey, uh, when in Egypt. When in Egypt, yeah, exactly. That's that's how I looked at it. Um, yeah. Pikmin 4 has a release date. For all you Pikmin nerds out there, uh, I still have to beat 3. I like Pikmin. It's a nice, relaxing game. And that's coming out July 21st, 2023. So mark that on your calendar. And then okay. la- last but not least, unless anybody wants to talk about Pikmin. No, I'd love to, because it's like totally something I know. You've never even played Wait, Pikmin. What? <laughs> He's never what? played Pikmin. <laughs> oh my gosh. Pikmin was only... like... Go ahead. I've only thrown the little guys with the little space dude and Smash, okay? I just chucked them at people. Actually, I still figured that out. But... <laughs> I mean, technically the moves in Smash are pretty, pretty on par with the game. So you played like twenty five percent of Pikmin. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, the first time I ever got sad over video games was losing Pikmin and Pikmin. Like I would like have visceral emotional effects about losing Pikmin. And then also the thought of releasing my Chows in Sonic Adventure Battle 2 also destroyed me as a child. Like <laughs> so the GameCube just caused a lot of emotional effect for me. <laughs> I was about to say, do you really sacrifice the little guys? Like, why? Are you talking about the Chows or the Pikmin? The Pikmin. Yeah, they're they're yeah. your fighters. They're fighters. You got look. If you want to win a battle, you got to lose a few pawns. Yeah, yeah, dude. But they're adorable. <laughs> Olimar flies back to his planet with PTSD of all the men he lost, all the Pikmin he lost in battle. <laughs> no. Look, <laughs> I will say this right now. Uh, it's kind of a toss-up, the golden era of Nintendo, and it was, it's was. it got to either be GameCube or N64. Uh, yeah. I have so fucking many, many memories yeah. from like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker... Uh, Resident Evil 4 first dropped on the GameCube. Dude, Star Fox 64 was insane. Like, yeah. (laughs) 
Was it not insane for you? Did you not love Star Fox 64 too? Oh, no. I like Star Fox 64. Oh, okay. And I like Star Fox Adventures. I'm just reading chat. Yeah. Tall, uh, tall TBM 360 or 360 uh, short for – or tall is short for that. Says he has a 100% win ratio in Mario Party. He's only played oh. once in one. <laughs> <laughs> that is honestly you can claim that no. never play mario party again i had i had a i had a buddy last tarkov wipe that only did two raids with me and he survived both raids and he would he would tell me i'm better than you because i have 100 percent raid survival and i was just like whatever bro the funny thing is he does that to me I've challenged him to Mario Party again. He's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Because because he doesn't want to get knocked off his throne. I get it. It's yep. like if if you played once and you've won, you're the king of Mario Party. There's no reason to play ever again. Very true. Because that's a hundred percent win rate and nobody can dispute that. <laughs> um Another big thing that came out of the Nintendo Direct, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games are now on the Switch. Uh, so if you like all that Metroid Fusion and Metroid Zero Mission, aka two of the best Game Boy games of all time, uh, followed by Golden Sun, Final Fantasy Tactics, all that kind of random cool shit is coming to the Switch. Uh, and if they drop Pokemon, uh, that would be one of the Probably smartest moves in marketing. That- yeah. Also, yeah. random question for the Final Fantasy: Is that actually like a good game? Because I was thinking of buying it on the Xbox. I don't entirely know. Uh, let That's me... a loaded question. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Final Fantasy Tactics is is kind of like Advanced Wars or Wargroove, where you have to think through your moves. Oh, okay. It's not fast-paced, Micah. It's much more of a sit there and like go, if I move this character here, what will happen? Versus moving him over. You know, it's like a game of chess. Yeah. Final Fantasy games vary in genre very heavily. Like, some of them are turn-based, like turn-based fighting. Some of them are, like, like Final Fantasy Tactics is top-down grid, grid move fighting. Um, and then you have like the newer Final Fantasies where it's like using a time system. It's it's crazy. Like it's it's hard. But Final Fantasy is always a great pick, uh, really. And oh. I've I've always preferred like the turn based ones. Like Final Fantasy Seven, I think was turn based. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy Ten was turn based. Everything below seven was turn based. Like I that that's why honestly I prefer Dragon Quest over Final Fantasy. And this might make some people hate me, but uh, Dragon Quest stayed true to its roots through every Dragon Quest game. It was still a turn-based game. And I like the 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 calmness of turn-based. The ability to sit there and think, who, what am I going to do in this next turn? You know? Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I uh, There's a time and a place where I really enjoy turn-based. Like, uh, yo, Chrono Trigger? No, That's one of my favorite. Yeah, whoo, whoo. But we can carry. We can actually. I guess that kind of goes with it. Chrono Trigger is amazing, Micah. That's another one that uh, if you ever get the time, we'll just have to put a list together for you since you still have summers. 
And yeah. We're going to have to like make the best old school games that you should be playing with. Yeah. The funny thing is, I actually got the Sonic Colors finally, so I can't play it. Sonic Colors? Not Sonic Colors, the Sonic... Adventure the one, Yeah, the something... It's on all Xbox, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Xbox 360 game, and I need an Xbox 360 account, which when I played that, I didn't have one, so I'll have to figure out how to make one. So I think okay. as soon as you boot it up, it gives you the option to make and which I tried, but it wouldn't happen. We'll figure. It. We'll we'll figure yeah. it out together after the stream. We'll help you out. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, let's see. So the next thing going, uh, the next big thing that happened, Suicide Squad got delayed. Uh, Suicide Squad was weirdly the front runner of the PlayStation uh, showcase earlier this month. I I don't even bother watching those. Like unless I hear about it afterwards. It's like, hey, they, uh, they're showing Spider-Man 2, you know? Because they're using third-party games to showcase their fucking games. Which means they don't have a lot of faith in what's coming out right now. Um, or they're not ready to reveal it, but they want to jump on the bandwagon of fucking uh, Xbox and and, uh, and Switch and pretend like they own these properties, which they don't. Uh, Suicide Squad's reveal? That was cool to see, like... Uh, the portion of the game that they showed, it also looked like it leaned far too heavily into the Fortnite atmosphere that we have nowadays. It's a battle pass uh, system with uh, the ability to unlock cosmetics and go out with your friends and accomplish missions and shit, but it also seems very reminiscent, at least in these early stages of what I've seen, of like fucking uh, Marvel's Avengers. Hmm. which is distressing. And then you couple that with the fact that the two people, and this is what, like, you know, it's Rocksteady. So I'm going to put, like, 50-50 here, because Rocksteady has pulled out some incredible shit. But the two heads of Rocksteady left before the game even got released, which also makes me think that maybe they're leaving because they don't want to be associated with Suicide Squad. Yeah. Or just not a it's not a passion project, right? They're like, well, you know, this thing is going to come out, and I'm not really that attached to it, right? So. Yeah. And if they go, if they go to like an Xbox board meeting, you know, they want to be like, hey, we made the Arkham trilogy, versus we made the Arkham trilogy in this potential shitty game that's coming out. You know. Yeah. One percent. So, I can't effectively say Suicide Squad is going to be bad because it's still made by Rocksteady. I'm keeping my eye on it, but I'm not terribly impressed by what they've shown. Yeah, I don't. I'll, I'll be honest, it's definitely not on my list of like games to be excited about. Yeah. The Harley yeah. Quinn would be fun to play. So there's that. Yeah. Like to play. Wait, how is it like, will it be multiplayer? <laughs> yeah. It's multiplayer, but one of the biggest problems I've seen is, like, a lot of the characters seem to do the same shit. Pull out a gun, shoot the purple thing. You know? Even King Shark? Especially King Shark, yeah. (laughs) 
It really looks like it's just reskinned of the same thing with different abilities. But it's All like, right. if you're going to do that, why even have four different characters at the. Plus, they're going into the battle pass when everything has a fucking battle pass. I'm going to. I'm basically only going to buy three battle passes now. I've decided. Uh, Overwatch, if it's good. Fortnite every time, and Diablo every time, which we'll get to here in a second. Fair enough, fair enough. And that second is now. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the Diablo 4 beta. It uh, dropped on March 17th through the 19th. I pre-ordered the game, so I got to play it, uh, and I am here to give you my thoughts on it. This upcoming weekend is open beta. That's the 24th to the 26th. So even if you haven't played the game, you can jump in on this beta and try it out. Or even if you haven't bought the game, you can jump into this beta and try it out to see if it's a game for you. Um, if you like uh, Diablo 2 II and 3, then I think this game might be good for you. It's a nice little cross between uh, the two of them. The inventory system had me worried the most because uh, while I loved Diablo 3's inventory system on console, Diablo 2's pissed me off to no end because I would have to go back to town every five fucking seconds whenever I picked up like two staffs. <laughs> and <laughs> so I was really hoping that they nailed it on here because Grim Dawn su did such a good job. And what they've done is they've incorporated Diablo 2's inventory and kind of mixed it with some of 3. And what I mean by that is that the health potions don't take up inventory space. Uh, none of your quest items take up inventory space. Only the items that you pick up take up inventory space. And instead of taking up like four or five blocks, depending on how big the thing it is, each one of them only takes up one slot. So it leaves you plenty of time to go out there and adventure with your friends. Cool. Yeah, it's kind of sick. Uh, as far as the gameplay goes, it feels fluid, like Diablo 3. Uh, I was a sorceress, and I was basically OP pretty much the entire time, which they might nerf. But the sorceress kicks all sorts of ass. Uh, my friend was the rogue, and we kind of traveled together, uh, roaming throughout the first act. And getting a feel for the game. I I love it. I can see myself spending hours in it. I fell in love with the character that I created. Uh, my heart got ripped asunder when I realized I could not carry her over to the main game. And so I put down fucking Diablo because it's a nihilist philosophy right now. Where nothing means anything after you get the beta pump. Yeah, but is it, would it be fun for you to keep playing? I'm going to take my dad through it so he can see what Diablo 4 is see? about. Uh, there we go. See, that's awesome. It yeah, is. It's all, it's all about having a good time. It is a lot of fun. It looks great. Uh, it flows great. The, uh, the beta pup that you can get if you reach level 20, which isn't that hard to do, is this nice little puppy that sleeps on your back and you carry him throughout the entire campaign. It's a cosmetic. Um, and I, I would overall say that I'm walking away from Diablo four, uh, thinking that it's on the right track. And I know that people out there at Blizzard are working hard to make sure that we hit that June six release. And I want to thank 
people at Blizzard. I'm not talking about the higher-ups or all the crazy shit that's happening. I mean, the developers at the developer level making the game, you guys are working hard so that way we can play Diablo down the line, and I appreciate you. For that. The, pa- the, the, the question is, is, do they have pets? They will. They better have fucking pets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be so pissed if I don't have a pet. Because a pet <laughs> is the perfect thing to just kind of trail behind you and pick up your gold. And well, I mean, it's cute and cuddly next to a giant bloody character that murders everything in its path. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, the character customization is fucking astounding. Uh, you can customize the hairstyle, the facial features, the eyes, the eyebrows. Um, it's not as in-depth as, like, say, Elder Scrolls, so I never felt overwhelmed by options. It seemed very straightforward and yet at the same time highly customizable. Plus, you can make your tattoos look like they're just fresh blood smears on your body. And since I want to be walking around as a terrifying looking sorceress, uh, it's a perfect game for me. I'm excited. I'm very happy to hear that, especially from you. Because I, be, I know you can be critical of games. So Yeah, I'm highly... That's an honest review. I'm highly critical of them. Uh, I think the only the only problem I had with the Diablo 4 is the lack of progress. I would like to keep my transmogs um, as well as, like, I don't You can scrap the gold. You can scrap whatever you want. You can scrap the character, even. I just want to keep the transmog so I can walk in looking like a fucking sand snake, which is what I base my character off of, the sand snakes from Game of Thrones. Wait. How would you play without a character, though? Oh my god, Mike. Okay. (laughs) Alright. The character you play in beta does not get pulled over to the main game. So, Uh, at the end of the... Actually, that's a good question, because some people might be asking that. Uh, On the 26th, after that day is over, your character is gone. Where's he at? He's gone. He's no longer there. That's what I mean. It's nihilist after you get the fucking beta pup. Because everything you do past that point is point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate they don't let you at least keep your character. Yeah, or the transmogs, or just some things that you, like, fucking pick up in the game. Yeah, just reset them to level one. Yeah. I mean, that would be cool. Because then you kind of get, like, yeah, they've done that before. Okay. Yeah, exactly. exactly. This this yeah. is my problem with uh with Blizzard. But here's the thing with Blizzard. <laughs> At least they listen to feedback, and I think after the first like week or two of Diablo, some someone's going to be like, oh, I don't like this boot game, you know, and then Blizzard's going to be like, well, we introduced this patch here that fixes that for you and everybody, you know. Yeah, and I don't really have anything to complain about in Diablo Four right now, and I'm good with that, you know. So I wanted to move on to a little bit of gaming news. Uh, this is the Sony, Microsoft, and Call of Duty fucking debacle. Uh, Sony pulled Microsoft in front of courts because Microsoft's trying to buy Activision, which is the owner of Call of Duty. Uh, so what, no, sorry, Microsoft is trying to buy Activision. 
They're the owner of Call of Duty. Sony hates that because that means they would get all the profits from Call of Duty, and they think that it would jeopardize their system and not getting Call like Call of Duty and whatnot. So even though Nintendo's signed a ten-year year with or ten-year lease with Microsoft, uh, Sony won't pony up, and they've actually come out and been like, "Well, what if they fucking sabotage the game? Like, what if they leave bugs and glitches?" On the PlayStation side, sending people over to the Microsoft side to play Call of Duty. Hmm. While, That's interesting. While I don't necessarily disagree that Microsoft wouldn't do something like that, because they have in the past sabotaged their uh, Windows platformer on a separate computer. I think it was Mac. If you tried to put Windows on Mac, it would run into like problems that were intentionally put there. Uh, to encourage people to switch over to a PC. But the difference is that's an OS. You know, you barely pay anything for that. Yeah, like maybe 60 bucks. I don't know. But you can get Windows for free. Call of Duty is a $60, $70 to even $120 game. If they tried to pull bullshit like that, uh, they would lose their fan base. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and also like Sony would be a, a customer in a way, so I'm sure Sony could sue. But maybe I, I also wasn't it like a big thing about basically like monopolizing? Wasn't that a huge issue? Yeah, Sony's all bitched or being all bitchy about them monopolizing the market, and yet they haven't. And Sony, Sony yeah. knows that the one thing Microsoft fails at, and I've I've told everybody this to sum up the current console uh, generation of games if you want portability go nintendo if you want first person games go sony if you want to play uh on good multiplayer setup uh that's like pretty much fine-tuned go microsoft yeah microsoft doesn't have uh first party exclusives but it knocks multiplayer out of the park uh the the chat in Microsoft it does a lot of things that Sony hasn't done. In fact, a lot of times Sony's playing catch up to them. Jimmy, ever since you told me that whole like thing with like the consoles, I've always followed that. Yeah, I mean it's 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 the best way to summarize all of them. Because Sony does yeah. have the best exclusives as far as first party games go. Then yeah, I mean, switch both to both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> Switch really does. I mean, it has, like, uh, fucking Zelda and shit, you know? It has strong IPs, and that's why Nintendo's not going in wild. It has Mario Kart, too. So. Smash. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but... So we now know which one's the higher console. Sony's worried that since Microsoft has grabbed both Bethesda and... Uh, and is now going after Activision that they're taking the heavy hitters away. And I think a game like Call of Duty, they can't just say... I mean, they could. They be, they could be like, hey, you know, we're not going to put Call of Duty on any other console. But that's fucking ludicrous because that's leaving billions upon billions of dollars on the... Yeah. Man, we really need Call of Duty to die, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do any of us in here actually play Call of Duty still? 
my niece is bullying me right now. Uh, or is like, are you bullying uh, tall? No, I just bought a better car than him in GTA. <laughs> oh my god, I thought you were about to actually say something useful <laughs> in life, but but you bought it in GTA. Oh. You're playing GTA. <laughs> Uh, he dragged me into it, and I actually bought a car that he did not know you could buy. It's like this ultimately destroyed truck, so... Alright. I, uh, <laughs> I quit GTA Online when I realized it was a full-time job. Uh, because I picked up a cocaine business, like gun running or cocaine running or whatever. And I was like, this should make me money. And then they're like, Go make deliveries. Also, upkeep of the shop. Here's all this money. Uh, we're taking that away to pay for the shop. And I was like, what the fuck? So I'm just doing a job now? Wait. Simulator. So you're not supposed to run over people? Oh, you can run over people all you want. Oh, don't, okay, cool. don't get in the gun running business and the cocaine business because you'll just be working. You'll get off work, you'll pull up GTA, and you'll be working more. You give me money. That's all I did. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Life hacks. <laughs> is anyone uh, to circle back to your previous question, Jordan? Is anyone playing Call of Duty? Uh, I will still play Modern Warfare, but I have decided after Modern Warfare Two dropped, and I'm beginning to see the way Activision does its game is it, it drops like Call of Duty Modern Warfare with like a shit ton of bugs, and then by the time it fixes it, it'll be like here's Call of Duty Black Ops. So yeah. I'm like. Fuck this. I'm only sticking with Modern Warfare. I'm not buying the next uh, fucking iteration until Modern Warfare 3 comes out. Hmm. That's what I've decided, because by the time they fucking fixed Modern Warfare 2, uh, Black Ops 3000 will be out. <laughs> yeah, see, my, my big thing with games nowadays is that, like, I don't know, like, people... People do not put as many hours into some games. And then it's just like, oh yeah, this was good. Like, I don't know, Modern Warfare, I feel like people don't play it. Like, people don't play Warzone as much as people think they play it. Like, no. I don't know. I don't that's, know. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> that's because, like, after playing Fortnite, I realized every single battle pass and every single, like, fucking battle royale is just trying to rip off Fortnite. Well, didn't they come before Fortnite? Most of the, most of them uh, did. Pub PUBG and Fortnite were like the first in. The they were, yeah, they were the first battle royales, and so by this point, Fortnite has its battle pass down. You know, it's like it releases good shit. Uh, you'll usually get your money back if you don't spend more money in the shop. Like they know what they're doing, and then you look at Call of Duty, and it's like. Here's your battle pass, and what you get is the shiny new fucking knee pad that nobody gives a shit about. And then, no. like, ten levels later, oh, look at that, you get a shiny shoulder guard, and it's like, what? Or you get to paint your truck something fucking dumb. Yeah. And it doesn't even apply to any of the, any of the other modes. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's so. enough. That, that does prove how far Fortnite has come. Because, like, the beginning, it was a great game. Then it just started like falling downhill, but now it's just started rising back up, which I'm actually 
happy they about. They listened yeah. and they released no build. Yeah, and yep. then everyone was like, "Oh shit, great!" Because <laughs> so like, you know, it's funny. H one Z one was the first battle royale, and how it started was they built H one Z one, and it was basically Day Z, but just a little bit different with better guns and like a kind of a better looting system. And then he said, "Oh, let's just take this game engine and just do a, do this thing, this battle royale thing." And so they did that, and then everyone was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And then some they created PUBG, and then after PUBG came out, Fortnite was actually a tower defense game in the beginning, <laughs> and and it, you fought zombies, no joke. And, and then I still have that, yeah. And then they took their game engine and they built their own battle royale, and then they were like, actually. We're a battle royale company now, um, <laughs> and so it's it's crazy. People were basically just taking their game engines and making battle royales. Like even Fallout made a battle royale. If you guys do, you guys remember that? No. Fallout had Fallout had a battle royale for a little bit, and it was supposedly awful. But I remember when Sha- when Shroud played played it, and like everyone went ape shit for a little bit, and then nobody touched that shit ever again. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, crazy. That's the thing. It's like these games come and then they go. They, some have staying power, like Apex is staying around way longer than I ever expected it to. And that's probably due to its mechanics, but Fortnite has a beat on the crossovers and like you said, the no build mode uh, put it at the top of the list again. That's the reason why everyone's talking about it, you know? Yeah. And then Blizzard came out of nowhere with its fucking Battle Royale queue system and I'm like, whoa! Nobody's ever going to do it this way because it's way more straightforward. It shows like Overwatch at the top of the screen and it says Q. You are now like 10,000 out of 10,000 people, you know, and you have to wait like two hours, but it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they released it again with the Diablo beta this weekend when none of the servers can handle people. Of course. <laughs> See, uh, Tall says Daisy has a lot of depth for a game that looks like PUBG. So, have you played Daisy, Crook? I have played a little bit of Daisy. My dad got really into Daisy. Uh, my brother got ridiculously into Daisy. And I was yeah. like, I walked up a beach and died of dehydration. Hey, that's right. <laughs> Daisy had a lot of really cool social interactions but the the sad thing about the daisy is that the game engine itself just really like it's just such <laughs> it's like dragging your balls through glass to play that game like <laughs> at first like it is so painful but like you have some fun stuff like i probably put like 36 hours and i was finally like you know what i'm done with this game like i do not want to play this game anymore like the ways i would die would be ridiculous like someone would shoot me in my leg i'd black out they'd come and put a bullet in my head like it was just like okay like cool i'm glad i just spent 12 hours to get a bunch of food like some bags of rice and some cans of beefaroni just for some guy to shoot me <laughs> so i don't know it, yeah it's die repeat time. i mean yeah daisy like here's the thing daisy is a great game if you got someone that can get you into the back door, you know, that's like, hey, let me show you the ropes. Uh, here's a great, you know, base we built. Keep these players away. Uh, 
But if you're just waking up on a goddamn beach and you walk like 30 miles and die of dehydration without seeing like maybe two zombies, uh, that's when I put the game down. I was yeah. like, I'm done with this. Fair enough. Me, I like played for 10 minutes, got blown up by a landmine, but it was on Oompa's server, so I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> One and, time in the... Oh, sorry, go on. And I was like, I got blown up by thing, shot at Daddy Pete a couple of times, and just said, screw it, and let him kill me several times. Then they tried hunting me down, and then I died again. I was like, okay, I'm it. That, uh, that, that's all I'm having fun for today. <laughs> Never picked up the game after that. Yeah, you fought people with guns, Micah. You could throw chickens in people's houses all day, but eventually they're going to hunt you down. Well, well, I mean, I, I didn't really care. It's just like, I would play it again if somebody asked me to. It's just, it's not a game I'm entirely that I pick up and play alone. It, you put it in the Overwatch game. Yeah, pretty much. I like how Diablo is and all that. Uh, like, which, by the way, we're going to change that mind come June. You and I are going to play Diablo. Yeah, we're we're yeah. going to change that. Diablo is a fucking national treasure. Diablo is both a beast with the sugar and yeast. Alright? It's a railroading power trip through hell. Because eventually you become a fucking... I think the one time that you played... That I remember you played with us. Yeah, I played with you guys a couple of times, and I enjoyed it while playing with you guys. If it was a if it was just me playing, I would probably just be like, "Oh, yeah, okay, cool." Oh man, okay, yeah, we're gonna be yeah, playing I, Diablo. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna move on. This is the game of the month. It's Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, you know the the way I see this game. If you like the Wizarding World, buy the game. Uh, if you don't like the Wizarding World or are uncomfortable with the uh, views of the person who originally created it, don't buy the game. Uh, that easy. I can say that it is very... Um, what's that? It's very true to Hogwarts. Uh, mm-hmm. Except for the fact that... Okay. I started off as like a normal... Uh, fifth year Slytherin, and I eventually realized that they had dark arts, and they had rumpled coats, and they had rumpled top hats, and so as I gradually descended into the dark arts, I more and more went from looking like a fresh 17-year-old to a 35-year-old homeless man uh, sitting in the back of a Hogwarts class. (laughs) I literally made him look like the character from... uh, Arkham City's uh, Mad Hatter, where he just <laughs> looks completely homeless, and he's got a crumpled hat and a terrible-looking coat and fingerless gloves. And that was around the castle. When I left the castle, I turned into a Death Eater and just be a dick to everybody. It was fantastic. <laughs> I just looked up Arkham City Mad Hatter. Kind <laughs> 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 of kind of dying right now. <laughs> if you don't if you want to know what my character looks up or looks like Google Arkham City Mad Hatter and that's how I look like around Hogwarts grounds. Here, I'm putting it in your chat. Oh, please so. do. 
<laughs> oh my there. god! I just did Google image. Oh my gosh! Oh, it didn't do the exact image though that I that yeah. I saw. Oh well, that's all right. Although the funny thing is, well, actually, the funny thing is, it actually gave me a new video game crush. Not my fault. That is not but, your fault. <laughs> yeah, but it's Poppy. You probably know her. She was like the whole dragon storyline. What, Poppy from Hogwarts Legacy? Yeah. Oh. See, I haven't played it yet. Mike is further than me. Look. Okay. I'm further you, really? Yeah. <sighs> I started playing Hogwarts, and it is, like, perfect. It's got the, uh, it's got the, um, the broom in it. It's got a hippogriff. It's got all sorts of cool shit that you can do around the castle and the castle grounds. Um. And it is like the definitive year of Hogwarts that I dreamed of since I was a kid. But, and I, I took this section out, but I'm going to throw it out there. The real game of the month, in my opinion, is Bloodborne. Because a hunter's got to hunt. And I started playing that fucking game, and I couldn't put it down. And now I'm at the very last boss, and that's when I finally put it down. Because I still got to go beat it. But I got well, distracted by other shit. The funny thing is, I put Hogwarts Legacy down for a while. But once I started playing with Oompa again, I'm just like, I gotta keep going because this just got more interest. Because me, personally, I'm not a big fan of just, like, sitting there with the classes and doing the classes 24-7. I'm more of, like, the action thing. That's why I like following with Poppy because of the whole dragon storyline, which was awesome. And like following uh Sebastian with oh, his storyline. Like they're like those are my two favorite characters in the game. <laughs> yeah, he's got a very deep storyline and he also teaches you the unforgivable curses, which I used yeah. on everybody. I was one hundred percent making everybody crucio. I was a dick. Like I <laughs> I, I I remember one uh, quest when I was in my Death Eater outfit. This chick was standing there crying by the lake. She's like, I was like, what happened? And she's like, well, my grandfather's heirloom is in the middle of the lake. And I don't know how to get it. And I was like, hey, buddy, I'll get it for you. And I swam out there and I got the heirloom and I brought it back. And she's like, thank you. You're my savior. Like, Give me back my heirloom. And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it, <laughs> and I told her that I was like, "Actually, I'm gonna keep this. Thanks. It Man. does it does nothing for me. It doesn't increase my inventory. It doesn't give me any bonuses. It just sits there in my inventory." So you kind of just turned into a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. The funny thing is, your character and my character, now that you say that, are complete opposites. <laughs> Isn't a Mad Hatter to do with, like, beaver hats in Canada or some sort of hat that wouldn't drive the people that wore them insane? Yes. They were originally lead-lined uh, hats, so it would constantly, like, eat at your brain. Uh, and that's where the um, saying, mad as a hatter, came from. Because hatters would always wear their hats, and eventually it would kind of fucking drive them insane. Oh, uh, no. That's where the Mad Hatter came from in Alice in Wonderland. And that's where Batman's Mad Hatter came from because it was copying that. Tall, oh. your hat better not be full of lead. 
<laughs> yeah. Don't go out there and eat lead, everybody. Um, well, he has a hat that he wears 24 amazing on him, but like, <laughs> better not be full of lead. <laughs> well, hey, look. If, if it's my time to go, then I will go mad as a hatter. I honestly think going insane would be a fun way to end my life. Because then, who gives a shit? Everything's <laughs> a new experience to me. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, <laughs> the, the bad of Hogwarts Legacy... It's an. It doesn't take long for you to leave the castle, and when you do, you realize it's a lot like a new soft game. There's a thousand collectibles around the map that you have to go and seek out and find. Some of them, like the Merlin Trials, take time to complete. Um, and by the way, guys, if you get all your inventory spaces filled up uh, through your collection book on the Merlin Trials. Stop doing the Merlin Trials, because it's not going to benefit you in any way except for an achievement. Funny thing is, I don't even work with it. Those. Yeah. It took me a while to break from achievements. Like, they used to be the pinnacle of my gaming existence. But I think it was uh, Breath of the Wild that showed me that there's far better games out there that don't have achievements attached to it. You know? Yeah. For me, like Hogwarts Legacy... I love the storyline. It's just sometimes the extra thing. Like, I love the Beast one. I will definitely do that one. Which I haven't caught a photograph yet. But, um, like, everything else, like the whole, like, uh, astrology tables, Merlin trials, like, occasionally some of the classes, I'll work on them. But I don't even care about that. I just kind of care about the storyline. Just because I love it. I love the storyline. It's a good storyline. It's just everything else is kind of just a distraction away from that. I love how even in a game, you're like, fuck fake school. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this shit. Let me go fight dragons. Actually, what what class are you? I am... Ra- Wait, what do you mean? Like, what's your house? Uh, well, I let the hat decide, and I kind of just went with with it, and it was Ravenclaw, so. Oh, okay. Which I, I a great fit for my character, which is nice. I can see you being a Ravenclaw. What are you, what are you, Crook? Oh, Slytherin. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Slytherin, too. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. I, uh, it's, uh, in fact, at our old house, we were going to put up fucking Hogwarts dormitory uh, signs but Simon and I f- were fighting over who would have Slytherin and nobody wanted Hufflepuff so the whole thing kind of just fell to the side yeah cause who wants fucking Hufflepuff <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to a zero punctuation video the other day and they were talking about the Hogwarts classes and he's like well you got you know Gryffindor are the good guys uh, Slytherin are the bad guys Ravenclaw are the intellectuals and Hufflepuff are the people that click, yes, I would like to see more emails from this website. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about special offers. <laughs> no, I'm like, that's, yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. Hufflepuff. Alex from Kirk and Murder uh, is actually a self-proclaimed Hufflepuff. And I'm like, why would you admit that? Yeah, <laughs> that's. <laughs> but Tall would be a Hufflepuff. So I guess that's two people I've met that would 
openly be Hufflepuffs. Oh yeah, it's sad because like Tall said, Soggy bought Hogwarts Legacy, but he didn't have the Xbox. The new oh, record. oh, that sucks. Funny thing is, I also made the exact same mistake when instead with Gotham. I bought a friend Gotham Knights so him and me could play. And I was like, ah, oh, shoot, you don't have the console, do you? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> right. Dude, my favorite one is when you bought, what was that, Halo Infinite, maybe? I don't know, or Halo Reach? Halo Infinite on disc. Yeah, you bought Halo Infinite on disc, and you had an Xbox One S without a disc tray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, we've all done that. We've all done dumb shit like that. Well, I mean, my yeah. brain wasn't thinking. It was just like, hey, Halo Infinite, I want to play the campaign. Let's do it. Blocked the the disc since I was there, and then I was like, oh, shoot, there is no disc port, is there? No! Honestly, mine was... I was living in Grand Canyon at the time, and this is the reason I don't play uh, PC games. But uh, Grand Canyon is about an hour and a half to two hours away from Flagstaff, uh, Arizona. Then that's where you would find like the Costco and like the GameStop and all that shit like that. So we drove out there to pick up a fucking uh, game. And I remember it was to this day, Dark Knight or Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. And I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm kind of a big Star Wars nerd. Okay, you know. Never heard of it. <laughs> I'm just gonna let everybody know that throwing it out on the table. So wait, really? you're Star Wars nerd? Yes, that is so shocking. Self-proclaimed. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, I'll let that uh, that wave of incredulity pass over you guys. Like, so new to me, guys. Just saying, this is very new. <laughs> I've never owned a console without a disc tray. That's hilarious. Um, so. I get there, and I pick up Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2, and on the whole ride back, I'm just reading the back of the box, because that's what you did back in the day, before instant gaming. And I got back to the house, I went up, I plugged it into the computer, popped it in, and the PC was like, hey, you don't have the requirements to meet this. <laughs> that's the worst feeling. I know. Oh, I used to have a shitty-ass PC when I was younger, too, and I remember just reading how to improve my PC and trying to download RAM. (laughs) (laughs) Great, great experience. See, at this point, I could have turned it and been like, you know what, I'm going to become a great computer nerd. But I was like, fuck that, I'm buying the GameCube. And so (laughs) that's what I did. My first job was serving chili bowls at Yavapai Lodge, uh, and I bought enough to own a GameCube. Nice. And... I remember one uh, one day I got in trouble, and my dad was like, I'm going to take the GameCube away from you guys. And I was like, the fuck you are? You know, I have worked my ass off at Yavapai uh, Grill and Lodge to own this GameCube, and it is mine. You are not taking something that I bought. And he was like, you know what? That's a fair point. So he took the TV. And I was <laughs> and I was stuck with the fucking GameCube just sitting there on the floor. <laughs> I've heard that story. Uh, that's awesome. 
But I own that fucking thing. You couldn't take it. All right. I'm going to turn it over to Spider Dude, who's going to cover the movies and TV, and it looks like we got some things to talk about. Yep, definitely. Well, first off, for me, is the Bad Batch. I don't know if anybody's seen it or But, me personally, I actually loved the Bad Batch, like, the first season. It was definitely one of the series where I couldn't wait for Wednesday to come. And I would watching during school hours. Um, <laughs> but now that they now they're coming out with season the season two episodes, which I believe started in February, I believe, or beginning of March. But same thing. It's like because first off, you get to see them surviving the empire and all that. Now you're watching them try to live a life as normal people even though they're all different types of clones and they're kind of raising a daughter Omega, which is awesome. Me personally, I love it. I don't know if anybody's seen it, but I definitely suggest. I actually have a question for you about the bad, bad. Yes. Cause you've seen all that star Wars, like ancillary shit, right? What do you mean? Like the <laughs> cartoons, like the clone wars and the bad batch and stuff like that. Shockingly, I have not watched the clone wars. Oh, you're killing me. What? Very disappointing. Okay, bad bad I haven't watched watch it either, them. but I'm kind of surprised you haven't. The Clone Wars, look, for everybody out there, and I'm on like season five or six, the Clone Wars are what really fucking happened during the prequels. The prequels are fucking uh, propaganda films made by Emperor Palpatine to make the Jedi look bad. <laughs> Easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I see it because the prequels are fucking stupid. It's like Anakin complains about sand or sand. Somehow he nails Natalie Portman, even though he's a whiny little bitch the entire time. And then by the third film, he just goes, You know what? I guess I will be bad and go murder a bunch of kids. Like <laughs> out of fucking nowhere. So the Clone Wars shows that a Jedi who has been trained for nothing but battle since his beginning, uh, would definitely have PTSD that would probably push him towards the dark side. Yeah. And now that I can get behind on the turn of Anakin. You know? Yeah. Um, you... They're going. <laughs> oh, you had a question. I do. Uh, so, in Jedi, I think it's the Tales of the Jedi... Um, they have this episode where Ahsoka is being trained by Anakin, and it's really fucking badass, because Anakin's like, you know, you think you can block a fucking, um, you think you can block some droids? Because she, like, beats, like, two droids at once, and he's like, you think you can block some droids? Fine. Let me show you some real training. And he brings Ahsoka into this, uh, fucking hangar, and he has, like, a bunch of clones around her. And he's like, set your guns to stun and try to take her down. And they, like, immediately take her down. But she gets back up. And they do it again and again and again. And shows her, like, blackout, but get back up and try to fight him again. And by the end of it, she's blocked, like, every shot and took in the mole down. After, like, hours of training. And it fast forwards to, like, uh, the ship that they're in. Uh, after, like, um, Order 66... 
And she's sitting there. Uh, Rex has her gun, has his gun on her, and she's got her hands behind her head. And he's like, "I hope all that training paid off." And they walk into a fucking hangar filled with stormtroopers. And I'm like, or filled with clones. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? Because the episode ends right there. So is that in the Bad Batch? No, but how far have you watched through the Clone Wars? Have you watched the entire Ahsoka area? I mean, I haven't entirely watched all of the Clone Wars. I know what happens with Ahsoka. How the uh, Jedi Temple essentially fuck her over. And like this complete bullshit, like, way... Because uh, they blame her for a bombing that a Padawan did. And when she tries to fight it, they're like, this is the way of the Force. You fucked up. And then find out that it wasn't her. She proves her innocence. And she goes up to, like, the Jedi Masters. And she's like, hey, you know, are you going to let me back into the temple? And they're like, yeah, 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 you're back in. And sorry about all that, but that's the way of the Force. So she's like, well, fuck you and fuck your temple. I'm out of here. And goes and becomes a great Jedi. Yeah, I haven't watched the Clone Wars, but I believe it shows like a whole Ahsoka area. I'm pretty sure it actually finishes off that scene with that. But I do know if you like, if you love Commander Rex, that has him, but he kind of does in the Bad Batch, which is nice because you see where Commander Rex went. After all this happened and him figuring out about this. Now, I kind of want to see that. I want to finish off the Clone Wars. I want to see the uh, Fallout of 66. Because that time period between the rise of the Empire and the rise of the New Republic is fucking fascinating. You know, like, uh, the timeline between Order 66 and Episode 4, there's not a whole lot of content out there until just recently. Like, Darth Maul surviving... Um, the solo film, which is fucking amazing, and I'll fight people who tell me otherwise. Um, <laughs> the uh, the Andor was compelling. Uh, and what's that fucking movie that they did? Oh, were they still the Death Star plans? Rogue, uh, Rogue One. Rogue One. Rogue One was fucking great too, and. I'm I I love that whole period, like just what's happening as well as like what's happening in the Mandalorian storyline, which I assume we'll be talking about here in a bit. Yeah, like another, like me personally, like like I said, I love the Bad Batch. Like it shows, because like when Order sixty six happens, the Bad Batch effective clones, so they didn't get hit in the head. While this all happened, instead they were shocked, like, oh shoot, the Jedi are being murdered. And there's this one Jedi kid that they're like, oh shoot, we gotta try to protect this guy, but this kid's scared of them, runs away in like the very first episode. And then when you first get to see Commander Rex, Commander Rex is actually skeptical of them because he eventually finds out they didn't take out their chips, which Eventually, throughout the episode, the Bad Batch start turning, and they're trying to like rescue them and take out their chips right away before this all happens. And then 
after that, it's just like, oh man, like, like uh, I believe it was last episode from the recent episode. They brought back Crosshair, and Crosshair killed an uh, one of the Empire like main Empire dudes because completely like the main Empire dude was like, no, I'll leave him for dead for to another clone, which I was like, oh. so I'm going to stop talking because like kind of spoiling it. But it's, spoiler yeah. alert, everyone. <laughs> it, it's 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 a really good show. I definitely suggest. It also based off of after Order sixty six and all. See, I I like the concept behind it, and I do like the some some of the best episodes in the Clone Wars were focused on the clones, yeah. and uh, I think Bad Batch would fucking knit, like knock it out of the park. I just don't want to see Bad Batch before I finish the Clone Wars. <laughs> but, That's- and it's hard to find time to sit down and watch the Clone Wars because I'm in this weird spot where um, I don't want to watch the Clone Wars while doing something else because I want to pay attention. Yeah, at the same time, it's a cartoon. Yeah, fair. You know, so I have to be like in the right mood and not watching Naruto. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all I got. But I... That- I think the Clone Wars has done well. I think Bad Batch has done well. They're very mature for uh, what they uh, originally set out to be, you know? Yeah. Okay, and the next on my list is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I just recently fell in love with this show, and I believe I started, like, the beginning of the month. I forgot. But I'm already on season six. That's how good it is for me. Holy shit. Good, like, comedy cop show, and I love it. <laughs> I. Oh, no, go on, Jordan. You haven't spoken in a while. I'm just, yeah, I, I just, I'm not a, as big of a Star Wars fan as y'all, so I was just listening in and enjoying. No, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is great. I, I watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine live as it went on. So yeah, you're almost done. the 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 last the, I'll be honest, the last two seasons really aren't that great. But uh, but finish it out. Don't don't stop. Just keep going. Because overall, like Brooklyn Nine Nine, when it first came out, Micah was like huge, like <laughs> huge. Like everyone talked about Brooklyn Nine Nine. But uh, it's a little older now. So yeah, I I you know I kind of like how they handled the last season because. It was right in the middle of the uh, massive political upheaval in the country. And uh, the way they did it wasn't necessarily like the cops are good or the cops are bad. There was just like this very unfortunate situation that we're all in, you know? Yeah. And everybody had their side. Some people quit the police force on Brooklyn Nine-Nine because of it. And I thought that was handled perfectly. Uh, They didn't really try to push necessarily any agenda, but they brought uh, forward some good points from both sides. You know? Yeah. Um, good, good show, though. For sure. I think I agree with Soggy Bees Knees. Dave Filoni did a great job of taking the bullshit prequels and turn it into art. Yes. And then the, uh, the theory capped that with the whole fucking Palpatine is just making propaganda films. I subscribe to that. <laughs> And I will till my dying days. But go on. What's next? Next, 
I just wanted to do like an honorary mention of the Flash because the Flash is actually on its last season, soon ending. Which, when I first watched the Flash, I loved it, and it's probably a show I can watch a couple of times. Shockingly enough, because most shows I can't really do that, but. I did enjoy Grant Gustin's Flash because, like, when he first started, it was just like, you got the Flash. And then, like, now you're all the way on season nine, big DC show, and everybody's. And then, like, I've even seen things on Instagram where Grant Gustin's like, yeah, this is my last season of Flash. Definitely going to miss playing the Flash. I'm going to miss the entire cast. Like, it's one of those shows where the cast has been so together for so long, just playing these characters that they've kind of created this family, kind of like Supernatural between Dean and Sam. Like, they generated that family of being together for all those seasons. So, let me ask you this Is this the same Flash from the movies? No, this is Grant Gustin's Flash, like the Arrowverse Flash. Yeah, this is Arrowverse. My God, like, DC needs to get his shit together. Yeah, DC is pretty wild. Dude, man, I I can't believe they're actually still making more Arrowverse stuff. Like, (laughs) Or Snyderverse shit. But, alright, go on. Is Arrowverse, I believe, ended... Well, Arrow ended in 2009 or 2020 Supergirl actually recently ended in 2021 and now the Flash is ending so they're kind of just canceling it out at this point what's so. the what's the other one they had what was like um, like Heroes of Tomorrow or something like that oh yeah, oh, yeah. That, that was wow oh, that, that already ended oh yeah Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Um, Max swore by that show. He said it's like one of the goofier shows that does not take itself serious, which I actually tend to like. And DC has shows that knock it out of the park, like Doom Patrol. Um, and I guess Legends of Tomorrow. But then it does stuff like Arrow, where Arrow season one and two were fantastic. And I loved, like... Uh, the interaction between a Slade Wilson and fucking uh, Arrow in season two and like the rise of Deathstroke. What I did not like is season three starting off with like Arrow back flipping through the air with all his buddies like parkouring around. It's like that never happened in the previous season. Why are we suddenly adding a uh, needless action in this series? And which series are you talking about? Um, Arrow. Yeah. Arrow itself. You're talking about you're talking about the Green, green Arrow. Yeah. Two yeah. minutes. Do you agree? Or sorry, Jordan, you can go. Um, you, you know, all I really remember about Arrow because I only watched up to like the first three seasons. As soon as Felicity hopped into Adam's suit after Adam spent the entire season trying to learn how to use it, and then all of a sudden she could just use it, I was like, this show has been lost to fanfare. Like, <laughs> like, and I was like, this has now become, you know, Guggenheim. That's the main, like Guggenheim's like essentially like product. Like it, 
they're not pulling from source material anymore. This is fucking ridiculous. Like I loved Arrow season one. That was that's like peak TV for me. I bought a fucking bow and learned how to shoot a bow and arrow because <laughs> of Arrow. Like that is the only reason today I can shoot a bow and string a bow. Like that's how much Arrow had captivated the world at a point. And then you know I don't know. I give them credit for how much they built up that little empire. Um, Legends of Tomorrow just ended like in 2022, so that's that's pretty crazy. But and yeah. I I do give them credit for uh, doing what the movies couldn't. I mean, truthfully, the CW and like the fucking uh, basically Joker and the Batman carried the DC by itself. Like their backs have got to be fucking hurting from still giving the the DC universe a good name. After what fucking Snyder did to the entirety of it, you know. Yeah. You know, I can proudfully say I've never seen like Batman versus Superman or any DC films besides <laughs> the Wonder Woman films. I the did. Wonder Woman good. I I I did like the Wonder Woman one. Uh, out of the DC films released in the entire Snyder universe, uh, they immediately pissed me off with fucking Batman versus Superman because Batman doesn't use guns, guys. Yeah. This is like sewing up fucking Deadpool's mouth. Why the fuck would you make Batman a killer when his one rule in comics is I don't kill people? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just it's just stupid. It's dumb. I about fucking lost my shit in the theater. But after that, Suicide Squad pissed me off because they decided to put damaged on the Joker's face for some goddamn reason. Like, we need to know he's a deranged clown more than he's already a deranged clown. It's a double negative. It cancels itself out, and he looks like a little bitch. I walked out of Suicide Squad. I was like, I'm done. I'm done with the DC Universe. This shit is dumb as fuck. Uh, And then they gave me Doom Patrol, and I began to love it again. And then Joker (laughs) came out with Joaquin Phoenix role. uh, Arrow, Uh uh, season one and two. All these shows carried the DC through its toughest times. Yeah. Man. Dude, Walking Phoenix's Joker is such a memeable film. I, I love I just love that that movie. It's so good. Oh yeah. He did the impossible. He matched Jared Leto's performance and not in a way where he was trying to cap it. He was playing a different style of the Joker. Yeah, it was just a more realistic, gritty style. Like yeah. I, I loved it. But um, yeah. Well, you guys want to carry on to Ant Man? Oh boy! Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and start us out, Micah. Whatever you have to say, and then we'll uh, we'll come in after. <laughs> Two minutes. I actually haven't walked out of movie, Soggy. Shockingly enough, I kind of just sit there and enjoy Uh-oh. it. Um, have I ever walked out of a movie? Man, that's a. My wife walked out of Smile. Um, oh wait, was it too scary for her? Yeah, like smile. She's not like I'm. I had her watch Hereditary, and she, she like she was fucked up for like a week after that one. Oh my um, god! <laughs> yeah, so we watched imagine. Smile, and Smile was the same deal. She was like, "I'm done." She's like, "I am going to legit like <laughs> not be able to look at people in the face for if I don't walk out of this movie right now." You know, I had this conversation with a coworker the other day where she's like just getting into horror and she decided to watch Hereditary and it kept her up for like <laughs> a year. 
And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, let me break this down for you. All right. And this is for all you potential horror aficionados out there. Listen up. If you want to get into horror, start with Supernatural. That's a good, like, one, two, three uh, level scary of horror. You know, mm-hmm. it's a good introduction to horror. Definitely started getting me into it a little bit. After that. No, go on, Micah. Oh, I just I was just saying too bad I put a pause on Supernatural for right now. You'll come back to it. Supernatural is yeah. one of those shows that you can easily put a pause on. And so don't yeah. be turned off by its like 15 seasons. Just give a couple episodes a watch every once in a while. Um I get it. After that, move on to uh what's that? Fucking Evil Dead. Evil Dead is a good 5 to 6 horror. And I'm talking like Evil Dead 2, uh, Army of Darkness, Ash versus the Evil Dead. It gets yeah. progressively scarier towards the end, but there's a good amount of comedy that you're not really going to be terrified all the time. I like how you just had him skip over Evil Dead 1, which is a great decision. <laughs> go, go back and watch Evil Dead 1 after you've watched the other Evil Deads. Evil Dead just, 2, in, yeah. case, in case you guys want to know, Evil Dead 1 came out... And they tried to take horror serious, but it was campy as shit. So a couple of years later, uh, the fucking um, director of the film, Sam Raimi, went, what if we just leaned into the camp? And they released Evil Dead 2, which instantly became a cult fucking classic because it is a campy horror that knows it's campy. It never takes itself too serious, and it is fucking amazing. <laughs> After that, uh, move on to something like The Witch would be a good one. That's a good seven to eight horror. Um, or like, uh, let's see, Hellraiser, Freddy, Jason. Those are good seven to eight horrors. Uh, when you've gotten past those, move to nine and ten. And by nine and ten, I mean shit like The Human Centipede, It Follows, Hereditary, uh, Smile, and uh, stuff like that. Like the truly terrifying ones. Keep those away until the end. Wait, the have you guys star. the new Scream yet? Uh, I haven't. I have not. And I probably oh, well. like. I, like, have you seen it? Is it good? No, but I've been told something, and it throws me off a little bit because I do know a little bit about the Scream character, and it just makes no sense. Hmm. <laughs> and I. Oh no! Go on. Well. One of my coworkers, he's an ultimate horror fan, but even he was iffy about the Scream movie because it's in New York City, but they're giving the Scream villain a gun (laughs) instead of a knife. Oh. So it's like... Yeah, it breaks a mold of being a slasher. Yeah. I mean, I've kind of always thought about, I guess, catching up with the Screams, but... I don't know. There's a lot of good like horror that I just randomly watch. I like I I love overseas horror, and I do want to. Uh, so is Final Destination. I'd put Final Destination probably at the seven or eight horror skill. Uh, they got great deaths in it. Um, and I agree, Human Centipede isn't exactly scary, but it is deeply disturbing watching it. Yeah, agreed. I just said that too. Like. One is scary, but at least it's like a surgeon doing it. Two is just, woo, like <laughs> deranged human doing it. To, yeah, it's just 
And then it's, there's. Uh... <laughs> Go ahead, Micah. Oh, and then I was just whispering to myself, and then there's Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I need to. I haven't so seen. So want to watch this. I just yeah. know it. Or gory, funny movie. Yeah. I mean, you got a yeah. name like Cocaine Bear. I expect to laugh in it. <laughs> well, you guys want to move on to the next one? Oh, yeah. Do it. Okay, Ant-Man, and I'll just let the chaos happen. Well, what it? did you think about yeah, it, Micah? What... <laughs> well, 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 I mean, I have way different opinions than what you guys have. <laughs> So that's the point of a podcast. Yeah, go ahead and share your opinion. Go ahead. Yeah. For me, I liked Ant Man just because we got to see more of Giant Man, which I loved. And you kind of got to see Ant Man go full out father figure with Cassie. Especially when, spoiler alert, if nobody's seen it yet, especially when King takes his daughter. And he just appears out of the smoke like, Kang, you took my daughter. And then Kang gets this like, oh, shit. But like face a little bit. But it's like, I like that. It was fun. And I also personally liked when Hank Pym completely like brought in an army of ants just to distract Kang. And just said, screw it, this is it. <laughs> and sure. then Kang... Or what? No, go on, keep going. Then Kang came back and just, like, had this full-out fist fight against Ant-Man. Which I personally enjoyed. But I'll let you guys do your rant now. <laughs> no, no rant. Go ahead. Kirk. Do you want to go first? Yeah, 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 I'll go first. No, for me, just kind of, like, me and my wife went and saw it. The, the here's the thing about it it was a it was a straight five down the middle i it was a movie that's the best way to say it <laughs> like it lacked like it kind of lacked a direction um it kind you know how people have been making these videos making fun of like marvel voice lines and stuff like in marvel writing like it literally just felt like just typical marvel writing the whole movie and mm. i kind of left going well, what do we really gain here besides seeing the Council of Kang, right? <laughs> like, and uh, and so I was just kind of like, okay, like it was it was okay. And then fucking Modok looking like Mister Electric from fucking Lava Girl. <laughs> I was just like, you know, but it's funny. It worked. It worked. Like when, like at first, I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, what have they done? Like, why? And then when it was like, oh, well, look, he like his body shrunk down, but his head didn't shrink to. I was like, okay, that kind of makes fucking sense. Like, you know, this is this is okay, but um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was all right. You know, I would not, I would never watch it again for sure. But it was it was good. All right, Jimmy. Only part I've continuously watch mainly because I've been worked at a movie theater that still gives me the chills is a scene with Loki. Oh, with Mr. Timely at the end? Yes, like, the way Loki reacted to the Kang, like, just Mr. Timely that looks like a normal guy, like, the way he's just like, <laughs> we're screwed. <laughs> Did I miss something? 
Yeah, okay, so the the absolute post-credit scene has Loki and Owen Wilson, because uh, I forgot his name, are oh. sitting in a theater and they're watching Mr. Timely, a version of King, give a presentation. And Loki's like, that's him. Wait, what? Yeah. It, it introduces Loki season two, which I love. It made me so happy and gave me the chills. Oh, shit. I didn't I, see that. Yeah, I definitely. <laughs> Uh, I'd definitely go rewatch that because it's actually like it, you see the fear in Loki's face when you when he oh. was his king. Shit, I thought I, I thought the post credit was the king, so that's interesting. Okay, well, they oh. missed out on that for sure. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna tear it apart. Here we go. <clears throat> <laughs> Putting it against you? Thor right? Love and Go on, Micah. I just said I was just saying. Hold on, I need a bathroom break. No. <laughs> All right. So going against Thor: Love and Thunder. Thor: Love and Thunder fucked up because it didn't take its source material series, and that's fine. It's still a film. Ant Man is a goddamn stepping stone. I was sitting here thinking about the best way to put it, and that's really all it is. It's a placeholder to introduce Kang for the next film. It is the culmination of all of us waiting till the end of a fucking Marvel film to watch those post-credit scenes, this movie is the entirety of a post-credit scene. Yeah. It is... Ant-Man and the Wasp really don't get much of anything done. Uh, Wasp barely helps, has almost no time to shine. Why even call it Ant-Man and the Wasp? Just call it Ant-Man and his invincible army of 3,000-year-old ants. And then... You got, like, fucking uh, CGI that was kind of, like, so-so. And that's because they were all working on Wakanda forever, which I'm okay with. You know, put all your resources into Wakanda forever. Do whatever you want to do. But introduce Kang in that fucking film. <laughs> like, I kind of feel like they put uh, Ant-Man was, like, the only straw or the only draw to the fucking Ant-Man film. Should have been Paul Rudd. But no, they're like, hey, it's Paul Rudd, and you also get King. But it's mostly King. And all you care about is seeing what King's going to do next. So we're just going to skip this entire goddamn film so we can get to the post-credit scenes. And what do I mean by that? They introduce MODOK, uh, and then kill him off like a fucking hour later, which I'm more than pissed about because I actually liked MODOK's weirdness. Um, the events that occurred in the film... All had to be done through an incredibly stupid amount of serious, like, sequence of events. Which means you have to really suspend your disbelief. When someone is sitting there going, hey, we've made a way into the quantum realm. And then someone across the room is like, you shouldn't do that. And then they're like, why shouldn't we do that? Oh, I'm not going to tell you. You just shouldn't do that. And then they get into the quantum realm. Oh, this is bad news. Well, why is this bad news? Oh, I'm not going to tell you. It's just bad news. And you don't That's find it. out till halfway through the film that Janet could have avoided the entire fucking thing if she had just told everybody that King was down in the quantum realm and trying to fuck over everything. No, no, she didn't want to tell anybody that she had an affair with Kang. Doesn't matter. Like... If you're in the same room with Jonathan Majors, if I'm in the same room with Jonathan Majors, I'd probably have a fucking affair with Jonathan Majors if it lasted for more than a year, because that guy is awesome. But she should have just been up front, don't go down there because there's a mechalomaniac 
and hell-bent on destroying the universe around you. But she didn't tell anybody a goddamn thing, which caused everybody to go into the fucking quantum realm and meet King. Now, one last thing I'm going to tear apart, and then I'm going to get to the good peop- or part, so bear with me, guys. <laughs> I feel like the Bill Murray thing was just a fucking cameo. Bill Murray wanted to be in the Marvel MCU, and that's great, but his character didn't really do anything. He yeah. showed up and was like, yeah, I used to know her. Well, bye. <laughs> I guess I'm on the bad guy's side now. Anyway, see ya. And then you never see him again. Very useless character. It okay, was. I do, I do agree with like a lot of the things you're saying. And I, I'm sorry to take this movie down a notch for you. I'm a very critical person, no. especially comes no. to the MCU and Star well, Wars. You- down for me, I do miss those things, but me personally, I like to look on the good side of things. So I still think it's a great movie for me, just because like cool scenes that they pulled with the things. Now I like, actually like that part about you, Micah. So never lose that. Um, like I personally liked how Ant Man was literally like, I know this is this Kang is too dangerous, and I'm gonna sacrifice my life. To stay in the quantum realm, if it, it because to keep my daughter safe from Kang, which I love because when the whole portal was closing and he was just like duking it out, mask destroyed and everything, I was like, oh, that's awesome. And that's going to lead me directly to Kang <laughs> knocked it out of the fucking park. Jonathan Majors showing that he could play a, a carefree Kang and Loki. But just like, hey, you can have it. To, uh, I'm going to kill your daughter unless you do what I say, King. And Ant-Man is incredible acting skills. And Kang was an imposing presence in every scene he was in. It drove home the point that this is not a guy to fuck with. And even at the end, when they threw their deuce ex machina at them, a.k.a. the ants that somehow fell into a time loop, like Palpatine somehow returned... Uh, couldn't defeat King. I do like the fact that he still escaped them and was still going to go full-blown into the universe and fight other kings. It's like, that scene said, hey, this guy is going to be trouble, and you're going to be dealing with him real soon. You know? Yeah, I also love the one scene where he's like, Ant-Man's like, you better watch out. I'm an Avenger. He's like, have I killed you before? Yeah, I know. Are you the one with the hammer? Yeah, which one are you? And then, but like, when Ant-Man mentions Thor, he looks confused. Which somebody actually pointed out that he probably didn't kill Thor. Well, he probably did kill Thor. Well, he did kill Thor. But when he he was talking about the hammer one, somebody pointed out that he could have been talking about Captain America with Thor's hammer. Yeah, Cap. Or, uh... What's her face? Um, or Kane. Like, he's just like, it's yeah. like, oh. Or Natalie Portman's Thor. James. Which I love how they added that, where it's just like, have I killed you before? <laughs> like, he's killed the Avengers before. Yeah, and I don't doubt that, because King is hard fucking core. And to show, like, a whole council of them, I, the entire movie's just to show the council of King. That's it. Yeah. You know, and I loved that scene. I love the cancel scene. I love 
Loki because Loki is the most interesting thing in the MCU right now. Uh, at least till Guardians comes out. And that's that's kind of what I'm thinking about it. Yeah. It's also... The, Marvel also released another movie that nobody really knows that it's a Marvel movie. And that's Killmonger versus Kang in Creed 3. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. They pointed that out. It was like... You do realize Creed 3 is just Killmonger versus Kang. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, you're right! Okay, are we done with the whole Ant-Man? Yeah, let's go ahead and move on. Okay, two minute. This one's on here because I figured I was going to watch the movie before I actually did anything for it, so I don't entirely know what it is. What well, well what it's about, but Shazam just recently came out last week. So far, it looks funny. I'm excited for it. And they recently, well, before the game released, that Wonder Woman is actually in it, like one little scene, which actually seems interesting because I believe because it a lot of things are saying Shazam hitting on Wonder Woman. <laughs> but, yeah, but where are they going to go with that? They're cutting the Snyder verse out like entirely. I don't know if Gal Gadot's going to stay Wonder Woman. Yeah, that that's a, the one thing that. But, but it looks like a great movie, especially the whole like trailer scene where he's like, "Oh, I threw a car at a dragon." Cause, well, okay, well, me personally, if I was Shazam and I threw a car at the dragon, I'd be ha- at just as happy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I watched the first Shazam on HBO, and I think I'll watch the second Shazam on HBO as well. Speaking of that, I still need that. Yeah, you do. Yeah. We'll do it right after this, then. We'll do it online <laughs> together. I honestly... I, I'm kind of with Jordan in this one. I like the first Shazam, because it was a funny little like romp. And uh, I will totally watch the second one, but I'm probably not going to see it in theaters. Like, I I heard it's got middling reviews, but I think everyone's just being hypercritical nowadays. I mean, me included. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I I'm willing to give it a shot just on streaming, which is That's more fair. than I can say for a lot of what DC's released recently. Just no, I'm not gonna watch that. You know, like <laughs> Justice League. I don't even give a shit if they release a Snyder cut, which they did. And it's like four extra hours of content. And I'm like, great. So now I can be miserable for six fucking hours. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you uh, made a shitty long film uh, even shittier and longer one. The funny thing is, I, like, two weeks ago watched Shazam for the very first time. Like, the first movie. Like, no joke, I watched for the very first time. And to admit, I actually enjoyed it. There's a little bit things that I was like a little bit confused about, but like the entire like funny part of the movie, I was just like, I love it. Yeah, it's better than Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I, you know, I think you're right. Ant-Man's a middle-of-the-road five. That's a good way to put it. 
No. I think I think the MCU can do great things if it gets its shit together. And the problem with like what the MCU is doing nowadays, and I actually had this discussion with uh God, we're back on Ant Man. Yeah, but, I was about to say we don't have to go back to Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> They're wandering. I just want to throw that out there. It's like a Studio Ghibli film. They're all wandering, and Studio Ghibli is good because it's got great score and great cinematography to go along with it, but MCU has no direction right now. Yeah. That's why I'm hoping at least Loki, when they did the, the whole Loki thing, the Guardians... Yeah, actually, they believe, actually, I don't know if Guardians Galaxy is going to be entirely tied with it, but Loki, I'm excited for to see if they actually tie into that like bring that in plus funny thing is somebody else pointed out, I, I know we're still on this topic but with Moon Knight they actually figured that for season 2 of Moon Knight he'd be battling the uh, Egyptian king oh that'd be kind of cool which I was like that would fit well and I'm always Intrig- down I mean, I'm, I'm always down for more Poe Dameron like yeah. one of my favorite Star Wars characters. So. Well, cool. Well, you guys want to move on to the next topic? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then here's my final topic. Definitely a big hitter, which is Mandalorian Season 3. Spoiler alert. So, heads up. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're going to be talking about that. I like Mandalorian. I think Bo-Katan... <laughs> oh, I'm stealing your segment. Go ahead, Micah. You're good. You can keep going on with Bo-Katan, because I do agree with probably what you're going to say. Look, Bo-Katan entered the scene when, first of all, Baby Yoda finally did shit, where he, like, just tossing people aside and running back to the ship in his little pod. I'm like, fuck (laughs) yeah. Finally, we're starting to see a Jedi do cool Jedi shit. And he goes to Bo-Katan, and uh, he's just like, I need your help. And so Bo-Katan's like, fine, I'll go help your stupid fucking mercenary friend. And they go and land on Mandalore, and she goes up against the creatures that I took at the Mandalorian down. And I'm like, <laughs> how is she going to do this shit, you know? But then she goes all fucking Dark Souls on their ass and, like, beats the shit out of everybody. I'm like, oh, yeah, she used to, like, she used to rule Mandalore. And, <laughs> and I'm like... That's right. She is an incredible fucking badass, and probably more so than Din Djarin. And uh, I, I was loving that. I love the Mythosaur uh, showing up. I love the fact that uh, Bo-Katan is now back in the Death Watch, where she originally started, um, and then quit, and it's kind of ironic that she's essentially back to her roots. Um... I, I don't know. I'm just loving the series. I love the fact also that Groku is not... His uh, cuteness isn't over-relied on like they did in the previous series or seasons where it was like, look at Groku doing something cute so we can sell more toys. Now Groku's actually getting in on the action. You know? Although the fact that he actually said, well, did like m- grunted, this is the way was awesome. Like, Gro- you know how... Groku said that? Well, you know how both the Dinjarin and Bo-Katan were both like, this is the way, this is the way in her ship? Yeah. And grunted something? Everybody's saying, 
that was him saying, this is the way. Oh, that's sick. Which is why they were both like, did he really just say that? <laughs> Which it's like, oh my god, Grogu's going to be an awesome Jedi Mandalorian. And I'm also glad that they're giving Bo-Katan more like scenes, giving her more of like a storyline than what we got from the was it the first or second season? Don't entirely remember. Uh, she was introduced in the second season, and yeah. I mean she's she's a Clone Wars regular uh, because she used to run the Death or Death Watch. Uh, so she oh wait, yeah. so she left the Death Watch uh, because they got too radical for her, and she tried to redeem Mandalore after her sister fell, uh, but she lost control of the people and lost control of the planet, and then. The Death Watch after the fall of Mandalore essentially split into like minor cults, and that's one of the ones that uh, uh, the Mandalorian is in. So when she came back, and they're like, you know, have you removed your helmet? And she's like, no. Um, they're like, then you're back. You know, you yourself are also a Mandalorian again. Uh, it's actually a huge scene for her because that's where she originally began. Hmm. Well, I'm glad. Because her character is actually a very awesome touch to it. Oh yeah, I yeah. I love Bo Katan. Uh, I love everything about the new season, like the treatment of the Imperial officers, the backstabbing, the hints of Moff Gideon returning, like, and then the overall hints that Thrawn will be showing up here soon uh, to go against not only because there's rumors that they're going to turn this into an Arrowverse thing, where like. Din Djarin will show up in Ahsoka's show. Ahsoka will show up in Din's show and stuff like that. Boba Fett will show up, you know? Yeah. So I'm hoping Boba Fett again. Because him and Din Djarin together are also a cool duo. They're cool. And honestly, the Mandalorian kind of showed us like how uh, how important of an impact he has on our society. The fact that when I saw the book of Boba Fett, I didn't care too much about it. Until Cad Bane and Din Djarin showed up in Groku, uh, shows that I actually gave a shit about uh, the Mandalorian more than I did about Boba Fett, uh, which I never thought would happen. Yeah. For me, that scene when Din Djarin came in on Boba Fett, still get like, even thinking about it gives me the chills because it's just like you hear the music, you're like, oh, this whole room's screwed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the entirety of the book of Boba Fett, I was like, just kill them. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing? You're a fucking bounty hunter for hire who has way more skills than is necessary. You could just flatten half these people and be like, I rule Tatooine by an iron fist like everyone else does. Instead, he's well, trying they're... to play by some code of morals that's going to get him <laughs> fucked on the planet and get someone like Cad Bane after his ass. Nah. They were waiting for the big muscle to come, so Dinjarn. <laughs> yeah. And I uh my highlight of the book above Fett is Dinjarn and Groku meeting back up. I was just mm -hmm. like, these two belong together. I think it's stupid that Luke's like you can't be a Jedi and a Mandalorian. Because why the fuck not? First of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna break into Star Wars just real quick, guys. The Jedi <laughs> Temple fell because the Jedi Temple never uh, went above and beyond. It went, you know what? 
this is our rules. These are our regulations. We're going to stay like this for centuries. And here's the thing. If you stay stagnant like that for centuries, your enemies, a.k.a. the Sith, will study you. And then <laughs> one day, one of them's going to come in and play you like a fiddle by exposing all your weak points like fucking Palpatine did. So yeah. Luke taking Groku and being like the old Jedi ways, say you can't be Mandalorian and a Jedi is fucking stupid because the old Jedi ways have already failed and it's been proven to do so. You could be like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to wield a lightsaber for two years, and then I'm going to go send you out with one of the best bounty hunters in the galaxy, and by the time you're like age 100, you'll be an unstoppable fucking force in this galaxy. Also, I don't... Does Bo-Katan have the dark saber again? Because one, Dejarian was defeated by the robot dude who took a <laughs> saber. And then Bogatan beat the robot dude. And does she have the dark saber, or does it have to be like you have to kill the prey first? You just have to beat him in combat because, uh, what's that? Dindajarin got the fucking uh black saber by beating Moff Gideon, but he didn't kill him. So that means Bogatan does have the dark saber again. In, a, in essence, I mean, I guess it's a technicality because uh, did Din use the dark saber on that guy? Actually, I don't entirely know. And then all that guy did was knock uh, fucking the dark saber out of his hand, kind of throw it to the ground. I guess yeah. in a sense she has it because she picked it up from the last person that touched it, but I don't know. Yeah. Okay. And then I have one more thing. And I'm scared for it. Because he's already scared me before with <laughs> his newest character coming out. Mario. And I'm scared for Grogu. Because people are supposedly saying Chris Pratt is going to play Grogu's first words. <laughs> what? What? No. no. That little <laughs> just a rumor, but I'm like, please no. Please no. <laughs> Mario, why do it to Grogu? Just, just let him have Mario. Don't give him to Grogu. No way. No, it's gonna be, be a... <laughs> Grogu is gonna be voiced by Owen Wilson. He's gonna show up to Din and just be like, "Hey, wise guy, I'm on your side." Not even just Owen Wilson, but Lightning McQueen. Owen. <laughs> <laughs> No, there, there's no way they're casting the voice for Groku yet. I, yeah, I hope not. I, I, I'm. That's why I'm saying I hope it's a rumor. I'm just like, please no. And they're gonna have to like really. And I don't know. I mean, Chris Pratt is kind of doing a good job with Mario now because they did the yeah. woohoo and whatnot. I think even if he was put as a uh, the voice actor for Groku, I'd still be in Chris's like corner. Chris hasn't ever pissed me off. He's pissed off a lot of other people for some fucking reason. But well, I've liked him in other films. Flappy. The reason why is because he's he's more right-winged and people people don't like when Hollywood actors speak their opinions. They'd prefer their, their actors to say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's mentioned stuff before. Nothing bad, honestly, but you know, people just you know, People don't want their 
they're people representing characters they like to say stuff. <laughs> it's kind of just a funny, funny thing. But, yeah, that's, yeah, that's why you don't say anything if you reach that status. You just kind of reaves it. Live a private life and don't try to, like, be in the way of any, like, fans, you know? Yeah. Nah. To admit, my understanding was everybody hated Chris Pratt because of the whole slapping Thanos when they could have gotten the gauntlet. That because that's what everybody has been saying is that they're mad at Chris Pratt for that. I'm like, why mad at the actor? It's the character. Okay. That all the time. Unless he had a valid reason to do it. Point counterpoint. What? What? Uh, Star Lord did in that scene was a very human thing to do. Yeah. Because he was just like, I killed Gamora. And what do you, like, Star-Lord could be like, hey, you know, that's cool. We're still going to flatten you. But no, what he did was he let his emotions get to him. And was like, fuck you. And I get that. You know, you know because I'd probably do the same thing. Same, I'd probably do the exact same thing. That's why I never hated that entire scene. I actually love it because it also set up the entire Thanos winning Infinity War. The end game for... Avengers. Oh yeah, it gave us the best ending out of every single MCU movie out there. That's Thanos winning. Yeah. Well, Chris Pratt actually did voice Jesus, so that's true. <laughs> did he actually voice Jesus? I don't know, but he should. Um, <laughs> before we get canceled, let's move on. Uh, um, now, did you guys have anything else for the Mandalorian? No, uh, I'm good. Tell you. Okay, damn. Um, oh, man. <laughs> uh, so, for me, starting out, so <laughs> we had a crazy. So, Demon Slayer, they do this really cool. They did this really cool thing where they actually took an arc and they turned it into a two-hour movie production, movie production movie, like really good. And it was called Mugen Train, and that was the arc. That's what the arc was called, but they, they went ahead and made the movie and it was amazing. Like amazing. It actually was like it's funny enough, it was the top grossing film in twenty twenty. But of course that was like during all the COVID stuff. But it made like five hundred and four million dollars. And I'm actually gonna talk about some other grossing films later, but it was huge. Amazingly done. Well, Demon Slayer pulled a little bit of a quickie on all of us. Um and they went ahead and did another theatrical release, but they, you know, everyone just assumed, at least I assumed it was the Swordsmith arc, Swordsmith Village arc. I was like, oh, cool. And I read it how I wanted to read it. What it was actually called was like, you know, Journey to the Swordsmith Village. Um, What it ended up being, and I didn't know this until I got in the theater and I sat down, is it was basically two episodes, the last two episodes from the recent season, and then one new episode. And it was the biggest fucking debate on the face of the planet. Like, so disappointing. I mean, it was cool to go and get to see, like, this big fight scene from the recent arc. But, oh my god. Like, And then the worst part about it is they they didn't even edit out like the cutscene, like the, the the credits or anything. So between the episodes, it showed intro and credits. <laughs> and dude, it was just like, I, so I basically went to the movie theater and watched three episodes of Demon Slayer. <laughs> oh my God. And I was just like, this is fucking 
this is fucking ridiculous. And like, it, it that was that was the most debating portion, and so it was uh, it was just really sad. Um, enjoyed it, but sad. Now, at first, I was pretty disgruntled by it, and I was like, "This is kind of bullshit." But I went back and actually read the description, and it's like <laughs> it's a recap of the, you know of the last season plus one episode of the new arc, and I was like, "Well, I'm just a fucking idiot for not reading that shit." Like, but dude, it's insane. They made $48 million in box office over that weekend. The budget was only 16 mil, 16, 17 mil. So, I mean, it's awesome that anime is able to do that and able to put money in. And so it's really cool. Have you guys ever went to the theaters to watch an animated movie? Okay. Besides, like, kids' movies? There's actually a couple things I got to, like, bounce off your topic. Um, one, I kind of hate it when anime does this. Like, I was sitting there watching Naruto, because sometimes, you know, I like to just have a Naruto, like, morning or night, where I'll just sit there and watch him back to back to back to back. And it was the Jiraiya arc where he's fighting, I don't know, have you ever seen Naruto? No, no, I haven't. Well, he has to fight one of his pupils, and, like, it's this really cool arc because it starts off by like him getting, uh, it shows him in his younger ages. He's one of like the best ninjas on the planet, and uh, in his younger ages, they're like, you know, you're gonna meet this character in the future. Take on as your apprentice, and the decision you make will, you know, affect the ninja world for either total destruction or total, you know, rebuilding. And so he's fighting this guy who's a former apprentice of his, and he's like. Also one of the top fucking ninjas now because he's part of the Akatsu cult, which is like the best ninjas in the world that have all gone evil and rogue. And um he's beating Jirai and every fucking ten seconds he'd be like, God, fully I remember that prophecy. And then he'd go back to like showing the exact same thing like twenty times in a row, where they're like, You will have an apprentice one day who you will train up and the decision you make in that time. And it's like, okay, cool. They're battling, battling. You'll have an apprentice one day, but you know, and it's like the same shit over and over and over again. And by the third time they did it, I'm like, you're just buying for time. Yeah. You you know, and it's actually, um, that, that is a big theme. You, you know, you see it in dragon ball, like old dragon ball and stuff, you know, we're fucking, you know, Goku's charging the spirit bomb for like 20 episodes oh, straight just for it to fucking do nothing. <laughs> well, like, they just sit there and chat. Like, yeah. that guy's not going to be attacking him during that time. Yeah. And I mean, the reality is it was probably only like six episodes straight. But when I was younger, right, six weeks fucking in a row was a long ass time to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, and, uh, but, you know, it's kind of nice. A lot of newer animes don't do that quite as much. Um, like, they're shorter. Like, for example, like, Naruto, One Piece, are fucking so long. So fucking long. Like, I don't have time for that. Like, I yeah. just don't. But what's There's cool, a thousand episodes of One Piece. Or over a thousand, I think. Yeah, but what's cool is somebody, a fan project for One Piece, they actually created something called One Pace. And what you can do is you can go download it off their website and like one piece doesn't take it down or anything. Cause they're like, this is, this is fine. Like it's more users, 
But what they did is they actually like deleted all the bullshit. Like it's like it's not like hey, don't watch these episodes because they're filler. They'll like take out like eight minutes of an episode of just like you know extra shit. You know, like what you were talking, right? They they would take out like all the extra. Like maybe they would do it once of him going, oh, I'm you know I'm gonna have a people one day, and they just remove all the rest of them. Oh, that's or beautiful. Or they would they would remove like the the ten seconds of somebody powering up, right? Maybe they only show two seconds of it, and so it's neat. It's called One Pace, and uh, you know it removes so much so much time, but it doesn't actually remove like ep- whole episodes. So it's pretty neat. Uh, but but most most shows now new shows nowadays aren't like super long. Like Attack on Titan, one of the most popular right now, it's not fucking long. You can finish that shit in a week, easy. The funny thing. if you're Micah oh. and you watch stuff at school. <laughs> but the funny thing is, one of my coworkers, he actually watched One Piece in less than a month. Yeah, that's that's, that's a different breed. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't got that. I wish I did. <laughs> I don't. He did it because of the new One Piece movie. He was just like, I'm doing this, and he got probably like hours sleep a night. He's like. I do this all the time. And like he completed it. But, like you what? actually did that? He's like, yeah, I did it. Had like 14 days until like the end of the month. I was like, I would never be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't How? even rewatch fucking the Mandalorian season one and two. And I love that show. <laughs> So the total screen time of One Piece is 381 hours or 15.9 days. Jesus Christ. So oh. yeah, and I mean, let me let me look up One Piece screen time and see what that is. Oh, uh, and uh, by the ahead. way, while you looked that up, uh I want to point out that Dragon Ball did the exact same thing. Uh they had their Resurrection F which turned out to just be an episode arc, um, or Dragon Ball Super, as well as the one with Beerus. Like, the Beerus and the Frieza arc from the Super season were both just movies beforehand. Hmm. Oh, okay. So it's just, like, sped, sped the arcs up? Yeah. They released, like, the fight against Beerus, and then they released, like, uh, Frieza, and they were like, Oh, I guess we're gonna do a new season now because the, the original guy's back, and now, uh, and then they just released the Barris and Frieza arcs. The, it's the exact same thing that happens in the film, just a lot longer to take place. Oh, got you, got you. Yeah, it's. I mean, they just—it's their way of making more money on the production, but at the same time, it's a little be disappointing. Like, like for example, the Mugen Train arc, they still. They released episodes, and they're like some episodes had more, but like the reality was like I was like oh, I'm skipping this season. Like I've already watched it in the movie form. Why would I? I'm not going to rewatch it as a show. And that was just them doubling up, right? They're doubling up the money, but the production, like I'll be honest, it's some of the best fucking animation ever. Like it's the only time I've ever had someone tell me, "Don't read the manga because the animation is so good." They're like, just just wait for the animation. You'll never hear somebody who reads manga say that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like usually they're like, read the manga. You know, anim- anime is all right and all, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. 
Oh, speaking of anime, uh, I actually watched the next episode in Edge Runners and finished season three of Castlevania. Nice. Castlevania is a it, it, Castlevania is good. I I think it's like a gateway gateway anime. Oh yeah, like, it's a very western one. I mean, it's yeah. very very easy to understand and follow. Yeah, you know? dude, you need to finish Edge Runners, man. Like, ah, dude, anytime I hear the song from Edge Runners, I just want to fucking cry. So <laughs> I do. I like, I like Edge Runners night like style. So Edge Runners yeah. for me. Is like a late at night show, you know? Yeah. Because the cyberpunk style works so well once the rest of the world is dark. Yeah. It just it's it's I love it because it's just short. It's sweet. It won a fuck ton of awards. Just oh man. But um. But yeah, no, I'm glad I'm glad you're wa- you're walking through it. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I mean, you'll it, get, you, when you get there, you text me. When you get to the end, just text me. Because <laughs> it, it becomes captivating after, like, the first couple episodes. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, well, I'll move on. Um, I went ahead and I actually started looking at, like, movie box office numbers. Because I was really interested in. Because I was pretty surprised that an animated movie had taken, like, top grossing movie for 2020. Um, by the way, like that that year was just a fluke because every other year is like one like is like one billion or two billion. <laughs> but I think it's just because of the height of COVID, it just let something else kind of shine. But um, Mugen Train for the Demon Slayer movie was five like five hundred and four million. Um, and then the, the the and that took the number one spot of any animated movie for box office. And then after that was like Spirited Away, which is the like a Studio Ghibli movie for three hundred ninety five mil. And then after that, One Piece, the Micah, the one you mentioned, was was two hundred forty five million. So <laughs> and then Jujutsu Kaisen was another popular one that I added to the list because I figured if anyone actually listened to the podcast for the for the manga section and knew about it. Like that made that movie only made one hundred ninety-two million. So wait, isn't that the one that just came out, or is that a, or is the one that just came out a different one? Um, that's a good question. I think it is the one that just came out. Okay, because I know that because we had like two movie at the movie theater. We had this like bracket thing, and the new anime came out. It actually did pretty well for a little bit, but it was actually beaten by uh, Creed, I believe. That makes sense. Because, like, the last two that were on there... Actually, yeah, the last two that were on there was the anime one and the Creed one. Now... Oh, go on. It actually survived, like, all the movies. It passed... Well... Actually, it didn't pass Cocaine Bear because Cocaine Bear battled Creed like the first round. But it actually made it up to second place in all our popular movies when we did that bracket for the Golden Awards. You know... Yeah. Go ahead, Kirk. You asked, by the way, if I would... Like, if I've ever seen an anime um, a while back. Or you asked that of both of us. And I, I, like, while looking at this list, uh, the one I would go see in theaters is 100% Spirited. Yeah. 
Spirited Away for me is a captivating experience. Like, what's that? Studio Ghibli suffers from the Stephen King problem. And that is that it has a fantastic story, but then it just ends. You know? But I've come to find that with the Studio Ghibli films, it's less about the ending and more about the journey, which is truly what it should be for any film. Uh, And wandering through them is almost a meditative experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't be... Uh, no surprise, Princess Mononoke was one of the other top anime box office movies. That which does is another shocked me at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, like, I love that one too. But you're right. Like, like it makes you like watching the movies. You want more at the end, but you're never going to get it. <laughs> yeah, like How's Moving Castle. Like the yep. cinematography and the music in that is fucking mm. phenomenal. Kiki's Delivery Service, I'll still watch to this day. I'm a 35-year-old man, and I'll pop on fucking Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah, and that's because it's art. It's it's art, man. Like, it's not, like, one of the big things that people get mixed up is, like, cinematography and animation. It's art, like, deep down. Like, it's not just a movie. Like, you can break this stuff down to an art level, and so there's always something to be enjoyed by it. Like, oh, Especially with Studio Ghibli. I mean, like, certain things transcend their medium. You know, Studio Ghibli does, uh, Pixar does, The Last of Us does, uh, the game and the TV show, uh, for how it added to its original source material. Like, some things transcend that uh, MCU curse of being, like, popcorn filter for the uh, summer and become what is truly art. Or a culture. Yeah. It's rare, <laughs> but it's out there. Yeah. No, that's awesome. But um but yeah, Micah, did you have anything to add to that? Uh no. I kind of do with Star Wars, I'm a little bit um I I little bit know about it. Anime stuff, so <laughs> did you watch the Star Wars anime series? I Visions? started it but never finished it. Yeah, not like there's only one or two in there that I thought was pretty good, and it was the one that uh, Studio Trigger did, and then the other one where it was like a samurai. <laughs> um, you know what I'm talking about, Crook? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the samurai Sith that was also like fighting the Sith. Yeah, but yeah. he was just, like, you know, okay. I, I kind of want to throw this out there because this is like extended, extended universe because you really got to get deep into Star Wars to know this. And that's uh, the Sith weren't inherently bad. Like no. this is before Disney threw away the extended universe and decided to make its own pile of crap. Um, the Sith were originally a religion. So it was like a uh, kind of like how the Jedi followed their way. The Sith are more like we're like Jedi, but more open with what we do, more free, liberal, more, you know, spirited. Uh, some people would take that to extremes and embrace the dark side, a.k.a. like Palpatine, Vader, stuff like that, where power uh, consumes them. But that didn't necessarily happen with every member of the Sith. So there we go, guys. A little Star Wars factoid for you. Huh. Sith aren't bad. 
Who would have thought? There we go. Just think of the Sith as a religious equivalent of Slytherins. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> Occasionally they pop out of Voldemort, but that doesn't mean that they're all trying to destroy the world. Yeah. But yeah, well, so the next thing I was going to talk about, Attack on Titan, the one-hour special came out, like what, like a week ago, two weeks ago? And uh, honestly, if you watch anime and you haven't watched Attack on Titan yet, just go do it. Like before, before it ends. I think part. I think the last parts come out this fall, this year, and then it will be over. And uh, you know, it's just it's the only series that I've ever watched where like it just has morphed so much. Like it goes from being just this show about people fighting giant humans that eat people to this like political propaganda militarism like it's just it's a great show and it has and it's just fucking gory like watching oh man like just it's so just brutal it it really is just like it's one of those like things where like art mimics reality like it's just it really does just show that like war sucks (laughs) Like you, you know, it's, it's not something to glorify or that everyone wants. It's like, it's, it's fucking gritty, you know, children dying and stuff. It's just it, like, you got to watch attack on Titan. They've done a good job and everyone really liked that. They released it like a, a special. Um, so like, instead of doing like three episodes, they just released an hour and, uh, it was good. I, I thought they did a good job with it. Now, have you guys watched, watched it yet? Go ahead. Uh, Hello, guys. Kenny from the uh, video game section here. Fortnite is currently doing a crossover with the fucking Attack on Titan. Oh, shit. What are they doing? Uh, they're releasing Aaron Yeager's skin, and I don't know. They might do something with the map down the way, or down the way, because they always tend to, like, coincide that. Don't they? No, because they didn't do something for Doomslayer. But you're at least getting Aaron Yeager's skin, and I think, uh, a couple others will show up on the shop. Dude, if they put the ODM gear, they use this gear to like, it has like two hooks on both sides and they use it to like get around the Titans and they, oh, have they to got cut that. the back of their neck. That's sick. Okay, I got it. I'll, I'll, I'll be downloading Fortnite after this. <laughs> I mean, it's not in there yet, but they did say oh, that they're okay. bringing like the grapple uh, weapon to it. Cool. Tell, yeah, tell me whenever they drop that. That's fucking dope. Okay, um, I, I, I'm going to have to correct Ninja Knight here. Um, Alright, what are the Star Wars equivalent of the other classes? I've thought about this. Yes, <laughs> Jedi do equal Ravenclaw uh, because they're logical and they're very passive and they're much more on a, you know, let's just fix the problem mentality. Uh, the Mandalorians are the Gryffindors. And yeah, that's what I was about to say. The Hufflepuffs are uh, the Gungans. Gungans? Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 they're the Gungans. Yeah, That's just pretty good. The Hunters slash Mandalorian. Gryffindor. Yeah, I agree with you, though, Crook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, here? go on. No, no, you're good. So, I'll go on to the Manic session. Uh, Katsukon was dope. Um... It is it is really your cosplayers con though. And uh that's the only thing that like I don't know, it was fun. 
I, I, I cosplayed Joel and my sister did Ellie one day and uh, I'll get those pictures when I, when I put out the video, I'll show you guys those pictures. And also I'm doing, I'm doing Joel this weekend again for galaxy con. So I'll, uh, I'll take some pics of that and put them in the discord, but hold on. Um, you're cosplaying Joel. Yeah. Yeah. I've been dressing up as Joel. So I've got the bag. I've got like a gas mask. I hang off of it. Um, I've got a lead pipe that's foam, obviously, because they don't let us bring a real lead pipe into those things. Um, and then I've got like a, like really just, it's just a green flannel, right? And then um, like a military flashlight that I put on the bag. So, okay. You put some detail into it. I was going to say, I mean, all you really got to do is throw a flannel on and tell everyone you hate and you'll yeah. be chill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, and we're actually, I'm going to take some tape this weekend and put it on the bag, and we're actually going to do some, like, dirt and stuff for the makeup, like, like makeup dirt, and put some of that on. But yeah, I, I, yeah, there's there's things that give away that it's Joel. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's not just a green flannel, but, um, <laughs> but, um, but no, CatsyCon was dope. It, yeah, I'm going to be putting out the video, um, but it was, it was, it was a decent con. It wasn't my favorite or anything, but, uh, you know, they really it, the highlight there for people was they had a bunch of set, like areas set up. Like there's a fountain inside uh. the venue and like <laughs> so people set up like and went and took pictures and stuff. So I don't know. It was all right. I think GalaxyCon this weekend is going to be a lot better. So I'll, I'll report back next week on that. You guys have any questions about like how those cons work? I thought you were about to say because there was a lot of sex. But then you like that setup. No, I mean there probably was a lot. Oh shit! There goes Micah. Micah died. Yeah. This is a uh, eighteen Welcome and over back, only. <laughs> yeah. <podcast. laughs> um, dude, I honestly think some weird stuff probably do- does happen at those cons, though. Like oh, in that it's realm, the best place for a nerd to get laid. Yeah, because like the hotel is inside the convention center. And so, like, supposedly people just, like, roam the halls at night and stuff, and they're, like, partying and shit, which Listen, is not me, but... <laughs> if you guys want to get into, like, uh, want to get laid at a con, here's what you do. Take the next, like, however amount of time you have left until the con, and put attention to detail on your outfit. That will attract girls to you. Because they'll be like, oh, he actually looks like Aaron Yeager, you know, from Attack on Titan, as opposed to some shitty, like, foam haircut and, like, tank top, you know? <laughs> so, Dudes, pay attention people, to your outfit. some crazy shit with wigs. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's why I dressed up as Joel, is hopes to get laid. So... <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> um, that's a joke. That's a joke. Yeah. Obviously. Does your wife listen to the podcast? Yeah, I was about to say my wife does not listen to the podcast. No, I just like to go because I love nerd culture, which is really funny because people are like, "Why do you go to these things?" And I'm just like, "What do you mean, why?" Like, I just love anime and nerd shit. Like, is that not enough for me to go? <laughs> It is a lot of fun. Like Max and I did the San Diego uh, Comic Con and um, mm. whatever that's called, but it was like we got to meet uh, what's her face Wednesday Adams. I love her. She's adorable. Oh, cool. Um, not 
not Jenna Ortega, but the uh, original <laughs> Wednesday Adams. Um, God, what's her name? I have it like right up here. I don't know. What her I was about to say if it's Jenna Ortega, she's a little bit too young for you, buddy. Uh, well, first of all, Jenna Ortega is of legal age. Um, I was about to say, isn't she like in her twenties? <laughs> fair point. Fair point. She's twenty years old. Wednesday Adams. Uh, it's Christina Ritchie. That's it. So uh, we met her. We met uh, one of the dudes, Adam, from um, the uh, MythBusters. We met. Uh, what else did we meet? Oh, we met Carl Weathers, and I had him uh, sign it to Tobias as an Arrested Development joke. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Plus, they had a lot of cool shit in there. I couldn't find my stuffed Togepi, so I was a little pissed by the end, but I did get a Wii U out I of it. You. I did see you there. So, so Soggy Bees Knees, I, I don't ever get invited to the convention orgy, sadly. I'm not cool enough for that. And then, um, <laughs> you know, people actually don't talk that much at conventions. Um, people are nice to each other, but you don't really hear a lot of well actuallys. Like, nobody's debating anything. That must be at, like, the real comic con so so i'll tell i'll report back to you this weekend because i've only gone to anime conventions at this point funny One thing is he's a speech and debater be warned uh well actually the uh well actually <laughs> phenomenon is probably way overblown <laughs> that's too over my head that was too meta right there that was some she-Hulk stuff. Okay, before we go back to She-Hulk stuff. <laughs> We're not talking about Marvel anymore. <laughs> no, but um, but yeah, so the the last thing I actually wanted to mention was, I you know, I've been actually watching The Walking Dead for the first time. I've gotten to, like, past, like, to season four before um, when it was on, like, back in the day, and then I just stopped. So we, I've been watching it with my wife, and I decided... I should pick up the comic. Like this shit's only like 30 bucks for the first compendium. They have four of them. It's the whole thing. So I picked up the first one. The comics fucking nothing. Like, okay. Nothing is dramatic. The comic is very, is vastly different than the show. Have you guys watched the show? Well, it's ironic that you bring this up because soggy bees knees or no tall actually said earlier, Coral. Stop gritifying on the walkers. They don't like it. Coral. <laughs> I think that's my yeah. favorite part of the show. <laughs> it's just the it's pronunciation of that name. It's actually I know what Mimi's talking about. It's when he's like Joel. It's Rick. He's like Joel. Stop gritting. Neither the walkers. They don't like that. And it's uh, I made sure to learn the gritty just so I could do it at the con. As well. <laughs> so, hey, there you go, Tall. He's going to get a video of that, and we're going to oh, put God, it up on I'm YouTube. Gonna, now I'm going to have to practice a lot more. Um, but no, it's it's insane. Have you watched The Walking Dead, Crook? Yes, I have watched The Walking Dead. I watched all the way up to the point where they met the trash people who decided to forego all knowledge of their language and create a third grade language for no fucking reason in the time span <laughs> of five years. And I'm like, this, what? And then there's, like, a bunch of people wearing, like, shoulder pads and calling themselves a kingdom. And I'm like, what? And I just stopped caring after that. Because my friend made a very good point about The Walking Dead. 
Guys, if you want to watch The Walking Dead real quick, past season two, uh, when shit starts to go downhill, watch the first episode. Watch the mid-season episode ending, the mid-season episode beginning, and the last episode of the season. And you just got all the relevant information that you need for that entire season. Yeah, that checks out. What? For the most I'm part. a little lost. Because <laughs> everything there's a lot else of filler. is bullshit filler. Listen, yeah. um, to me, The Walking Dead died after they killed Shane. Because I feel like Shane walking up and ripping open the fucking doors of the uh, of the barn and being like, you don't want to deal with the problem, we'll deal with it for you, is like the peak of that show. You know? <sighs> I haven't seen The Whispers yet. Man, I could be wrong. I haven't finished Negan's arc yet. I could be wrong. But... I feel like Shane uh, getting rid of him was such a great anti-hero to Rick that it left a void that's very difficult. Yeah, I you know it's it's interesting and like as I've been so like really the the one thing I just wanted to call out was how different it was like like essentially like you know how like they just kind of made a lot of shit up for the show like it was kind of you know it's kind of what I'm hoping they do with The Last of Us. I'm kind of hoping that we'll talk about that next podcast, but like they just made a lot of shit up for the show. Like, for example, you know how they're like, they, they fucking, they take Merle and they fucking handcuff him to the roof in the show yeah. and they do all this shit in the city. They don't fucking do any of that. They don't do shit. Glenn, Glenn saves Rick and then they leave the city. That's it. That's all they do in the comic. Yeah. In fact, the most popular character in the show isn't even in the comics. I've read the comics too. So, oh, you read the comics? Why didn't you lead with that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I've read a lot of the comics. I got up to the point of the ending of The Governor, and uh, where Rick chopped off his hand, and I'm like, yeah, this is metal. And then I was waiting for that in The Governor arc, and Rick never chopped off his hand. In fact, Rick actually dies. But they waited Wait, don't, till... don't, well, uh, Kirby! <laughs> Oh, spare uh, me, hashtag, sir! Wow. Hashtag spoiler alert. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no! I I've known some spoilers, but but. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. I'm sorry. I thought you knew that. No, no, I have never watched past season four. Like I'm almost at terminus. Like, and I I um you know the only reason I know that is because light spoilers here and there. That's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, and there wasn't well, any of this extra bullshit. Like, I think I read through parts of Negan's arc, and it just got to the point. It was like, Negan, once yeah. you're dead, deal with him. You know? I didn't yeah. feel like I had to sit through five hours of Maggie whining on the hilltop about not doing anything while the other crews are sitting down below whining about not doing anything. And then they <laughs> don't do anything for like six fucking episodes until they finally do, and then Coral gets... So interesting. So I'll ask one simple question and we're not going to go any deeper into the last of us, but so you didn't like that. They added a bunch of content from the comic to like from the, for the show for the last of us, uh, for walking dead from the comics. Would you be okay with them adding a bunch of different, adding a bunch of content to the last of us for the second season? Okay. Let me, let me clarify this for everybody out there. The walking dead didn't add a bunch of shit to the show. It changed a bunch of shit from the show. 
Like, okay. it wasn't like, hey, you know, this is the prison scene, or from the comics. It wasn't like, you know, this is the prison scene, here's what happens in the prison. It's like, uh, this is the prison scene. Also, Rick's supposed to have his hand cut off at this point, but we decided just to shoot that because that's one of the more interesting plot lines. And instead, we want to focus on these people whining in a prison now. Interesting. That's okay. the problem I have, is when you got a great source right there called an entire comic with great plot lines and great storylines, and you decide to fuck all that off to show us like 40 hours of them sitting on a farm, that's okay. when I got a problem with the show. So so they didn't stick to source material at all, essentially. So that's what I'm... Okay, so I'll, I'll make sure to read the first compendium and the second one before our next podcast, and I'd love to, I'd love to continue to shit on this with you, because that'll be, that'll be a good time. So I'm going to make that a regular. I think Daryl's cool. I like the... Uh, I do like The Last of Us, because The Last of Us, while it changes uh, certain factions, it's factions that needed to be changed. And what I mean by that, and I'm I'm going to use this as a best example, Bill and Frank's story. Like in the in the comic book, or not in the comic book, in the game, you come across a uh, Bill's town, and by the end of it, you know Bill doesn't like you. Uh, it's kind of funny his interaction with Bill or with Ellie, but you know nothing really gets like resolved, and you find out that his partner left him because he's an asshole. And that's the entirety of that section of the game is Bill's an asshole. Uh, let's get out of this town. Nobody really likes him. He's probably going to die alone. Um, it's a bleak message in a bleak world and a game that only ever gets bleaker from that point on. What The Last of Us show did when it introduced Bill and Frank's story was show that there was an A, human side to Bill, and B, not everyone in the apocalypse is waiting around to die. You know, he found a meaning in life with Frank, and the fact that he changed that ending where Bill is no longer alive but killed himself alongside Frank gives hope in a very dark way to a very bleak world. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's. I'm looking forward to really diving into Last of Us next episode with you. Okay, I'm sorry. I went off on a bit of a tangent there. No, that's fine. I asked you a question and and you actually like you delivered like exactly kind of you you answered it. So, I'm I'm glad. No, well that's cool. Well, that's really honestly like I like the only other two things I'm going to say and I'll honestly I'm just going to add it into next section cuz this we've got you know, we've gone over a little bit, but like I read I read Chainsaw Man, like the first comic, uh the first chapter, I guess, I don't know what to call it. And uh, I love like the vibe that the manga gives off versus the show is just like it. They're they're two totally different things, which is cool because it, and it's kind of like the same theme them going on is that like <laughs> different different mediums have different vibes almost, and and people can get creative with it, which is which is neat. But I enjoyed it, and then also I just bought another like five hundred and fifty page manga. Um, did you guys ever see the movie Edge of Tomorrow? Isn't that with Tom Cruise? Yeah. Uh, I have no. It's based off of a book called All You Need Is Kill. That was a Japanese book. And the the movie changes the story so fucking much. And so I just recently read the book. And then I heard that there's a manga that's different from both of them. And so (laughs) now I'm going to read the manga. And supposedly the manga is the best one. So... 
next next uh next podcast i'm gonna i'm gonna take some stills from that of like my fa- i'm gonna start adding some of this stuff to the podcast i'm gonna start like adding stills of my favorite stuff from the manga i'm reading so you guys can kind of see the artwork um but yeah that's it for me guys oh no please so. do honestly like I encourage the fact that you went and looked up the Mad Hatter and added that to chat. Like, that's interaction with chat. So, I think pulling stills to uh, reimburse your category is actually a great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it'll just more content to add. Uh, and, and then, like, we can take advantage of us using Discord, too. Like, you can share your screen and we can we can do stuff. So, yeah. Cool. Well, guys, we are going to be coming up uh, in a month here with the next episode of the Stone Gauntlet. Uh, I know me personally, a portion of that is going to be de- like devoted to Resident Evil 4 because uh, that's dropping <laughs> this Friday and my life's going to be devoted to Resident Evil 4. You guys got any other announcements you want to announce? Well, I mean, Soggy just redeemed Wolf Cola Special Water Edition, so I mean. Oh, here's to you, Soggy. Yeah, I'll do it too. I'm Got drinking Wolf Cola. Cola. Splash into the beast. You gotta save your. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Soggy, so you can make him read Harry Potter. Yeah, you could. I think one of them is. A Harry Potter redemption. I should throw that back on there. Uh, if Wait, it's not already I'm... there. Hogwarts invitation. Is that it's it? Fuck. Yeah. Yes. If you redeem, you know? if you redeem Hogwarts uh, invitation, I am obligated uh, probably within about seven days to have a, a Harry Potter stream where I read you a chapter from Harry Potter. The funny thing is I have 15.3 K. I could redeem Three of those. <laughs> and, Jesus Christ! <laughs> One a week. <laughs> and and uh, let's see, you're saving for something big. I know there is one in there that I threw in there. Uh, I forgot how many points it is, but twenty thousand. You could choose a topic that we will research for you on Crooked huh. Murder. So if you're like, I want this uh, within reason. You know, talking about, like, uh, murders, ghosts, serial killers, aliens. Keep within the context of the show. But you can choose, like, I want you guys to investigate the Coronado incident. You know, and we will turn that into a podcast episode for you. Cool. Interesting. Yeah, I've got so many crook points that I could, like, redeem so many things. I just make you drink a lot of water right now <laughs> <laughs> that works <laughs> um also for some reason redemptions aren't showing up on my screen so if you guys see them let me uh, uh you all ready to end this podcast yeah sure oh uh halfway through the month not march but in april halfway through april uh here in a couple weeks we're also going to be playing rocket league so come hang out with us uh, while we stream Rocket League and ask questions. We're usually a bit less on topic during those times. Yeah, well, and mm-hmm. also if uh, Tall Soggy, if you guys want to play too, we could do um, we could do some custom private matches as well against each other. Yeah, so, we're not very good. good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you might be able to win a lot there. 
Yeah. Little 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 chat interaction, so I bet we could get Tall to do it. Soggy's a bit iffy since he's never online. <laughs> totally not a tall joke there. <laughs> well, if you guys want to join in, but, uh, just let us know. Micah can arrange it, too. Yep, I definitely can. All right, let's go ahead and close this out. Starting up the music. Oh, wait, shit, we got to do shout-outs. Uh, oh, yeah. Shout-outs. First of all, uh, shout-out to my two Twitch mods that are watching over my stream right now. And that is Erica Tur- Turpitz Gangle. That is spelled E-R-I-K-A-T-I-R-P-I-T-Z-G-A-N-G-L. Uh, go follow her on Twitch. She does some amazing streams. Uh, I am also uh, joined today by my other mod, CoreyCraft. That is K-O-R-I-C-R-A-F-T. Uh, she's really cool. She has an, uh, she does a lot of like witchy streams and whatnot. Uh, they're both fantastic people. Give them a follow and go check out their streams. Um, let's see a shout out to John Zara for letting us use old Lang Zane on Lang sign, uh, to round out the podcast. And I think that's about it. Oh, he mm-hmm. has a YouTube channel that is John Zara Z A R R A. Go check it out. And I am Kenny Crook Irish Kirby. Uh, we'll be coming back, I think, on Wednesday is our plan to do the next Crook and Murder. We'll be probably talking about the Native American stick people. Uh, Roanoke Part 3 is coming, but it might be pushed back a week. Okay, what time is that at? Uh, I think we're going to be doing it around 11 your time. Okay. Give a weird guess. Good night. Yep. Good night. Bye. And that was Jordan Rabble and Micah Spider Dude saying that. Oh, yeah, we'll be out later. I'm not a <laughs> I was a little confused there. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. Hasta la vista. Hasta la vista. Oh, and a big thank you to all of you. We wouldn't be performing if you all weren't here to watch. That was such a cool ending thing. That is awesome. No, you hang up first. (laughs) No, you hang up first. Get out of here. (laughs) 